This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, March 3rd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Philadelphia officials announced Wednesday that the city is moving into the all-clear response level and is dropping the indoor mask mandate effective immediately. The all-clear level lifts the city-specific mask mandate, but federal mask mandates in place like healthcare facilities and on public transportation remain in place. Mask mandates in schools and at private businesses are also separate from the city's restrictions. Officials said if things continue to move in the right direction, mandatory masking in schools would end on March 9th. There will be a one-week mask requirement after spring break to avoid a post-break surge in cases, officials said. Last month, Philadelphia public health officials released COVID response levels that use pandemic metrics to help know when the city's public mandate mandates would be enforced. There are four levels of the response. All clear, mask precaution only, caution, and extreme caution. Kathy, is it possible that things get so good that they do mandatory toplessness? Oh, <laughs> That's not good. Right. Yeah. Going in you go in the other direction, now you're taking things off. Mandatory. Yeah. Right. Mandatory is yes. the key. Yes. Mandatory topless. Uh-huh. Uh, no, but this is the right direction. I'm not like, optional. it's like mandatory. Yeah, you, you get that shirt off right yeah. now. Philadelphia Health Commissioner Dr. Cheryl Bedigal said the all clear is issued once the city reaches a lower than 2% positive testing rate and other metrics. City buildings will require masks until Monday, March 7th. Beginning on that date, masks will be optional for visitors and fully vaccinated staff. Unvaccinated staff are still required to wear a mask while indoors and uh, around others. Businesses and other institutions are allowed to require proof of vaccination or that everyone wear a mask. A pilot was removed from a JetBlue flight in Buffalo Wednesday after police say he blew more than four times the legal limit for alcohol. Four times. I know. If I wouldn't feel comfortable with a pilot who was <laughs> one time. <two. laughs> I know. Uh, the 52-year-old pilot, James Clifton, may face federal charges. But listen, he wasn't drinking that morning, that day. It was from the night before. Ooh, right? Socking some booze away there, yep. ma'am. Authorities say it's... I'll be good. I'll be good. Authorities say a TSA officer at Buffalo's uh, International Airport noticed the pilot was acting drunk, uh, and the Frontier Transportation Authority removed him from the cockpit and gave him a breathalyzer before the plane departed for Florida. Yeah, there's a couple of carries you could have chosen this morning. Thanks for flying with us. Yeah, there's... um... I think as a pilot, there, there's a requirement as far as the time frame. Yes, there is. It's eight not, hours. Is it eight hours? It's eight hours, but also that this. much. This, uh, um, really? Okay. Yeah, no, they, 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 can't, they can't have an alcoholic beverage within eight hours of flying. Right. You, you know what movie explores this is flight. Yeah. You know, yeah. Denzel Washington wow. is an alcoholic pilot and about, yeah. uh, you know, Wow. So he reportedly registered a .17, twice the legal limit for driving in the United States, but that's four times the legal limit for pilots. Pilots face stricter blood alcohol level restrictions, with a .04 being considered illegal. According to police, the pilot said that he was not drinking that morning of the flight, but did have seven or eight drinks the night before. Yeah, if you hear that shot song coming from the cockpit, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's not good. (laughs) When I first saw the story last night, I was like, okay, was he like... On the plane, or and then they said he, they removed him from the cockpit. I was yeah. like, oh no! When you see your pilot out the window running around on the tarmac. <laughs> 
They say Clifton had spent the night drinking at a bar near the hotel where he and his crew had been staying. According to the police report, the flight's other pilot told cops that Clifton missed the crew bus to the airport and had to take an Uber. While passing through security, he caught the attention of an officer and a TSA agent. Clifton, who was from Orlando, Florida, was taken into custody and released to JetBlue security, who notified federal authorities. The police report also states that Clifton was carrying a gun licensed under a post-9-11 program that allows commercial pilots to arm themselves. Uh, Police confiscated the gun and three 17-round magazines. The safety of JetBlue's customers and crew members is our first priority, JetBlue said in a statement. The Airline Pilot Association, which represents JetBlue pilots, released the following statement. The airline piloting profession in North America is one of the most highly scrutinized careers, and airline pilots' professionalism has contributed to making air transportation the safest form of transport for passengers and air cargo shippers. Meanwhile, the FAA says that they are investigating the allegations. Their drug and alcohol regulation prohibits pilots from consuming alcohol while on duty within eight hours of performing flight duties. By the way, that movie Flight, Denzel's character drinks so much. I mean... It makes me uncomfortable watching yeah, the amount yeah. of booze that guy that. puts back. It's a good movie. Yeah. Watch it right before you go somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. You know what, though? I have um, a, a bunch of friends that are pilots, and a lot of them won't even, like, even if they're flying commercial, but they're not flying the plane, mm. they won't drink. Mm. Like, it's so touchy that, that they don't even go near it. I understand that, yeah. But again, there's a difference between being able to fly like a, a Cessna and a commercial jet. So Yeah, yeah. Well, but either way. Yeah. You can't be drinking. Fitbit is recalling approximately 1 million smartwatches after 78 reports of burn injuries, including two reports of third-degree burns. The recall impacts the company's... Ionic smartwatches, which were sold across the United States. The lithium-ion battery in the smartwatch can overheat, posing a burn hazard, according to the release from the Consumer Product Safety Commission. Isn't that a thing to ensure you'll get more steps in as you <laughs> run to the hospital? It's burning you. <laughs> yeah. Fitbit received at least 115 reports in the United States of the battery in the watch overheating and 78 reports of burn injuries in the U.S. Uh, this, this includes two reports of third-degree burns and four reports of second-degree burns. Consumers mm. are advised to immediately stop using the recalled watches and contact Contact Fitbit to receive prepaid packaging to return the device. Upon receipt of the device, consumers will be issued a refund of $299 and receive a discount code for select Fitbit products, according to the CPSC, which said the company is voluntarily recalling the devices. The devices were sold from September 2017 through December 2021 at various U.S. retailers. The company stopped production on the smartwatches in 2020. In sports this morning... The Sixers beat the New York Knicks last night in South Philly, 123 to 1. In his Philadelphia debut at a sold-out Wells Fargo Center, James Harden had 26 points, 9 assists, and 9 rebounds. Joel Embiid added 27 points and 12 rebounds, and Tyrese Maxey scored 25 points. The Sixers moved to 3-0 with Harden in the lineup and are now just two games behind the Miami Heat for the first place in the East. They're at home again tomorrow night to host the Cleveland Cavaliers. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. The Flyers continue their homestand tonight with the game against the Minnesota Wild. The puck is set to drop at 7 o'clock. And organizers of the Winter Paralympics have reversed their original decision and decided to expel uh, 
and decided to expel athletes from Russia and Belarus. The decision came less than 24 hours after the International Paralympic Committee announced it would allow Russians and Belarusians to compete when the Games open tomorrow. The Paralympics in Beijing, which follows the Winter Olympics, closes on March 13th. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Kath. Let's get this day moving. Let's move it forward so we can then head on into Friday. Yes. And get ourselves ready for the weekend. I'm, I'm dying for a weekend. I hope everybody else is heading in that good direction of being positive about it. It'll get here soon. Uh, I love that idea. Let's change Thursday to pre-Friday. Okay, It'll Thursday no is, be now, called Thursday. is now It's now pre-Friday. Friday. pre-Friday. Friday. I like that. I do like the sound of that. All right, so uh, today, I, listen, I am, uh, uh, for whatever reason, I'm dead-ass tired, and I'm a little bummed out about it. I'm going to have to sharpen up and drink some coffee because today... You guys are putting me to the test. Yes. I don't know what's happening. I know that I'm going to be going uh, to the Philly Pops Rocks, uh, the Beatles coming up, uh, which is great. I've been to several of these, and there's one next weekend. And we're going to give away tickets with a contest that involves yours truly. And it was Marissa's idea, and I don't know what you guys have planned, but I know that we're going to be doing it in the 8 o'clock hour, and that's it. It's a chance for listeners to win uh, tickets to the event. For something so simple, there's a fair amount of moving parts in it, but I think think you'll find it challenging, but it won't be like... I don't think it'll blow you out yeah. mentally. I think but, you'll I think you'll rise right. to the challenge. Good. But there is a call to action for anybody listening That's right true. now. Yes. So uh, explain it cuz well, I don't Well, I mean know. just read what's there. Uh we're playing a game to win tickets to the Philly Pops Beatles concert on March 11th. I don't know what the game is. It's being kept a secret from me. I'm literally reading this. <laughs> That's fine. But you can find out the details and enter to win by texting Beatles to 39333. Oh, so you're going to send them. Mhm. The information on the contest yes. is happening, so I won't know about you it. You won't exactly. know. That's pretty ingenious. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I like that. <laughs> uh, so do that now. If you're interested in being a part of this and learning the details and to enter to win, text Beatles to 39333. All right? And then uh, that's it. That's all they have that's to do. It. Okay. And, and then, then you, we'll see what your, uh, how you perform in the contest, and that will determine... Who is winning? All right, and that'll be around 820 or so. We have a special guest. Special guest. Uh, An expert in the Beatles. You can uh, kind of figure out who that might be around this building. We'll uh, we'll reveal that later, or what what do you guys want to say now? We can say now, right? Okay, Andre Gardner. Yes. From uh, WMGK will be joining us this morning. And we're not pitting you against him. Uh, No, I would just leave if that (laughs) were the case. So uh, Andre will be joining us. All right, excellent. And uh, by the way, we have a new Daily Rush video. I'll mention this again later because I just love the title of it. It's called Your Macaroni, You Bougie Fop. (laughs) Uh, TikTok uh, trends aren't new, and London hipsters in 18th century England started calling cool things macaroni. Find out more about that by watching the Daily Rush video now, and you can follow us on Instagram. You get a first look at those videos. Sponsored by Xfinity Skig Speed Internet, and you can learn more at Xfinity.com. Let's take a break. Let's come back, and let's do that entertainment story stuff with the stupid question. We'll be right back. Stay with us, please. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate Stephen Singer.com. 
Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Before we go with the stupid question, may I compliment you on your silky sheer shawl that you're wearing this morning? Thank you. You may. Thank you very I, much. I, I appreciate thought it was that. Kind of fancy schmancy, and I kind of want to wear it. I kind of well, want to try it on. I thought, oh, Stevie Nicks is joining us. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should get you twirling around in that later on. Uh, yeah, I had, I was t- telling Steve and Casey off the air, I had uh, a, uh, uh, she's a, oh, she like comes into your, she does a closet edit is what it's called. And she comes in and she just gets rid of stuff that you don't need, you don't want. And um, she, stuff that's like hidden in the back of my closet like this that I <laughs> bought at one point and was like, I don't know what to wear with this and, and threw it in the back. She moves it all to the front. And so today when I woke up, I was like, oh, I'm going to wear that to work today. Well, why do you need someone to help you do that? I, you know what? It just was, uh, she's a friend of mine. It, okay. She came over, we spent the day together, and we okay. went through my closet. She yeah. works in that realm. I like that. Because yeah. I think, Preston, that's something clearly you and I could be doing professionally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I'll get, I'll get rid yeah. of your crap for you. Yeah. If you want to pay me, no problem. You just threw out my suit. <laughs> yeah, you don't wear these, right? All right. Stupid question. Four bag of tickets for the Progressive Insurance Atlantic City Boat Show, which is Wednesday through Sunday. The Well, it's now through Sunday. Uh Make sure those dates are correct. Yes, now through Sunday. The question that I have for you, this is a weird one. Pope Urban VII tried to ban what natural bodily function in the 17th century because he considered it too close to sexual ecstasy? Oh, my God. 215-263-WMMR, okay? Pope Urban VII tried to ban what natural bodily function in the 17th century because he considered it too close to sexual ecstasy. This is a weird one. Let's see if you know the answer. And what's the Pope's name again? Uh, Pope Urban wow. Seventh. yes. Uh. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. Going to go through some birthdays today, Thursday, March 3rd. Kathy, yes. it is David Faustino. Bud from Married with Children. Uh-huh. He was in our studio. Kathy has no recollection of that one. I was like, he was in our studio, and then you guys pulled up the picture. I'm literally standing next to him in the photo. (laughs) And towering over him, by the way. (laughs) Bud Bundy. Uh, So he turns 48 years old today. I have a bunch of other ones to get to. So we'll go with uh, Herschel Walker, uh, football player, 60 years old today. Now running for Senate, right? Uh, Is he? He's a politician. Yeah, Georgia. Georgia. Okay. All right, good for him. Herschel Walker. Uh, Another great athlete, Jackie Joyner-Kersey. Uh, Olympic track and field gold medalist, and she is also 60 years old today. Amazing. Yeah. What? Uh, you ran against her? No, 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 no. I'm just, uh, when you um, when you get done with the birthdays, I have to add a birthday. Oh, and, okay. And a story behind I, I just heard a... I know. I, know. I thought you maybe you she uh, you dated her. I, I have to. Yeah, make, I have yeah. to make Steve. Still hasn't gotten over it. Uh, Jessica Beal, the great Jessica Beal, is uh, forty years old today. Wife of Justin Timberlake. Yes, and uh, got started on Seventh Heaven and has been in a bunch of great movies. Uh, if you really want to see her looking spectacular, I know uh, Chuck and Larry. Chuck and Larry. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah she's mm, yeah. There's a scene where they get caught in the rain. Yeah, right, and they Come yeah. back and she's got to strip oh, off. Yeah. And, uh, the woman is in phenomenal let's shape. Let's take a moment for that. Yeah. Let's yeah. just take a moment. So there's also a series uh, with uh, Lone Star. What's that guy's name? Um, Bill Pullman? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. Uh, and it's, I think it's called The Sinner. And each season is completely different. And she's in the very first season. I remember she, and she she's kind of dowdy up, right? Yeah, well, only because she's in jail for, for most of it. But, okay. Um, but uh, the, it's wild. It's and of, of the three seasons she's in the first, it's the best one. And so I was, and it was so good. 
That's why the last two seasons have were... suffered. But yeah, yeah. Bring I mean, back it was, the Beal. It was really, really good. But um, she it, and in the very first episode, you're like, what the? Okay. Yeah. So if you have a, that's acting, buddy. That is. She's forty today. Also, actress uh, Miranda Richardson. Nick. She played Rita Skeeter. Oh yeah, she's in Harry great. Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Yeah, I like her. And I believe some of her props are at the. There were so many at the Franklin Institute and the Harry Potter exhibition this year, but I think there's some Rita Ke- Skeeter stuff there. Isn't she Mrs. Claus and Fred Claus as well? Ooh, that I don't know. Yeah, maybe she was in the Crying Game and Enchanted April. Uh, those are a number of her credits. Santa's got to go. <laughs> so. <laughs> Red Claws. Uh, is she uh, is it? No, I don't know. It's just that was uh, Bill's favorite. Isn't Santa that movie. that horrible Billy Bob Thornton movie? No. Uh, no, that was Fred Claus. That was bad Santa. Uh, so Miranda Richardson is. Yeah, she is uh, Mrs. Claus. And uh, by the way, in Fred Claus, Mrs. Claus's name is not Annabelle. It's Annette. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Some people call her Annette. <laughs> um I, we'll, we'll touch on that again later. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Jennifer Warnes, the singer, uh, she was known for duets, famous duets, Up Where We Belong with Joe Love Cocker. Does up where we... Right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, The Time of My Life. Wow, yeah. Oh. With, um, what's his face, of the Righteous Brothers, Bill... Bill Righteous. No, not Bill Righteous. <laughs> Johnny so Righteous. righteous? Yeah, Bill Withers. Yeah, Skip Billy. Righteous. Uh, no, what was his... Beverly? No. No. Warren. No, no. come on. Stop it. Bill, don't tell me to stop. Witherspoon, I, no, I'm telling you, you remember? I'm older than you. I don't. I'm having a brain fart. I, I keep too. thinking of uh, James K. Polk, uh, <laughs> the form, the president. Yeah. Okay. I, think I had a mullet. No. I actually had. He was one of you know in grade school. You, uh, I was assigned a president to do some research. Yeah. You got on Polk. I got James K. Polk. <laughs> okay. I think it was from Rhode Island, if I remember correctly. All right. Anyway, enough Come on. about that. Let's get serious uh, about this. Bill Medley. Bill there we Bill go. Medley. It's, it's, it's a musical name, too. I didn't even see that. Yeah. <laughs> and I got it. All right. Jennifer Warrens is 75 today. And the last birthday, the very lovely Julie Bowen from Modern Family. Also, uh, Happy Gilmore, Horrible Bosses. <laughs> great. She's great in Horrible Bosses. <laughs> she is 52 years old. All right. Casey has one to add. Okay. So from Terry Egan. All right. If I have to listen to another year of March 3rd birthday, listening Herschel, listening Herschel Walker and not... Brian Leach, I will protest in only way I can, and I will cut off all baked goods the remainder of the 2022 PNS show. I can't have that because her cookies and muffins and everything okay. are so good. She said, uh, "Who is this? And who are they talking about?" You know who Terry Egan is. Uh, we she was a mystery trip. Uh, Terry oh, yeah, Tara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Long so she said listening. Brian is a Stanley Cup champion, an Olympic silver medalist, a Norris Conn Smythe and Calder Trophy winner. He was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. <sighs> Uh, on his first year of availability, and Herschel Walker has done nothing on Brian Leach and accomplishments and blah, blah, blah. So, Dear God. that is for you. That is the one and only time, Tara, Terry, that Brian Leach will get a birthday mention on March 3rd. All right. Okay. All right. We'll go to the phones and try to get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, Bo- uh, Pope Urban Seventh tried to ban what natural bodily function in the 17th century because he considered it too close to sexual ecstasy, oh, and we will go to Chris for this answer. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Oh, Chris. Chris, can you hear me? I can hear. All right, Chris, what's the answer? Sneezing. Sneezing, yes. Sneezing! Try to ban sneezing. Ban sneezing. I have no idea. Uh, he was uh, an interesting pope. Uh, and we're going to set you up, my friend, with a four-pack of tickets for the Progressive Insurance Atlantic City Boat Show, which is now through Sunday at the Atlantic City Convention Center. You can get your tickets today at acboatshow.com. 
dot com. Uh, we will start with Kim Kardashian because we haven't had Kardashian stuff in a few. I know days, it's been so. glorious. Uh, so. Uh, TMZ reports that during a bifurcation hearing on Tuesday, a judge granted the reality star's request to be ruled legally single. And uh, sources tell People Magazine that uh, Kardashian is relieved by the ruling and wants everything about the divorce from Kanye to be final. In the court documents uh, filed on the 23rd, uh, Kim said, I very much desire to be divorced. I have asked Kanye to keep our divorce private, but he has not done so. Kanye has been putting a lot of misinformation regarding our private family matters and co-parenting on social media, which has created emotional distress. I believe that the court terminating our marital status will help Kanye to accept that our marital relationship is over. I don't think so. I don't think so I don't think so for a second. And to move forward on a better path, which will assist us in peacefully co-parenting our children. God, we all saw this coming. We all saw this coming. Absolutely. Did you see the latest from uh, Kanye? No. There's a video. It's like a claymation. I haven't seen it actually running as a video. I've just seen stills. But he basically buries Pete Davidson up to his neck. They're like puppets. Okay. And uh, it's, uh, I mean, okay, something's going to happen. She added, uh, while I wish our marriage would have succeeded, I have come to the realization there is no way to repair our marriage. Kanye does not agree, but at least it appears that he has come to the realization that I want to end our marriage, even if he does not. I ask that the court restore me the status of a single person so that I can begin the healing process and so that our life... (laughs) that our family can begin the healing process and move forward in this new chapter of our lives. He's dating other people. She's dating uh, another guy. What's to argue about? It's over, Johnny. Dude, it's divorce gets weird with some people. Nothing's over! Uh, she filed for divorce. <laughs> I'll, be re- is over. I'll be representing Miss Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's over! Nothing is over! Nothing is over! In fact, it's just beginning. Let me see if I can harmonize it myself. Oh, okay. Give me a countdown. Three, two... One. Nothing, Nothing is, is over. <laughs> yes. Thank you. One All more right. time. Three, two, one. Nothing, Nothing is over. No, no, no. You're jumping the <laughs> well, gun. He jumped the gun last no, time. No, so just the gun this time. All right, here we go. What are we gonna do? Three, Three two, two, one. one. Yeah. Then right, go. right. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Nothing is over. That's it. That's good. That's Thank it. You. Well done. Uh, so she <laughs> filed for divorce uh, in February 2021 after nearly seven years of marriage. Uh, let's see, Maxim Chmerkovsky. God, get, I can't wait till I can't wait till he gets back to the states and is not in the news because it's a tough name. He's back in the U.S. Yeah, there we oh, go. Right. He spent a week uh, trying to escape from Ukraine, and uh, people reports of performing dance with the stars pro was photographed reuniting with his wife uh, Peter Murgatroyd at uh, Los Angeles International Airport on Wednesday. On Monday, Chmerkovsky posted an update to Instagram saying that he had been arrested in Ukraine. He didn't state the reason for his arrest, but shared that he was trying to leave the country. Uh, he was there filming World of Dance series while the Russian troops invaded Ukraine. So he is back on U.S. soil. Kelly Rizzo posted a series of Instagram stories yesterday thanking everyone who had lent her love and support following Bob Saget's January death. Uh, The widow said, I have had people who were strangers that now have become friends on Instagram. Uh, So many people have shared their stories with me, the loss that you've been through, and you've poured out your heart. And it's just really the kind of thing that you've uh, you've tried to help me by sharing your stories. Uh, She added, I can assure you, 
uh, that the kindness you have all shown has been a little bright spot and has made this a bit easier. And the thing that has really helped is seeing how much you all loved Bob because of uh, of this outpouring is something like I don't think anybody has ever seen. What I find is pretty wild is the number of um, people in Bob Saget's life who are holding on to text messages and voicemails yeah. and things, and they're you know just. Uh, I'm kind of in denial about it. Yeah. So I, I I find it really hard to believe that he's gone. I don't know why, uh, but I'm I'm not accepting it. Like, right, it's, right. It's a weird reaction, but like I'm like. Really? Bob Saget's? I don't know. It's still staggering to me. Do you guys held on to uh, voicemails or text messages? Oh, you know, messages you know I, have, well, I have one from my mother that I, I'm I'm, <clears throat> I'm afraid to screw around with it. It's just a, if it's three seconds of her in the in the kitchen yeah. t- talking in the background, and that's what I have. Well, I, I have, have some screen. texts. I have a text of uh, a friend of mine who passed away years ago that I just yeah. can't, I've never deleted. Can't get rid text. of, yeah. I have a screenshot of a Words with Friends game that I was playing with mm. my aunt. And, like, that was, you know, like, I don't, I don't think I have any text or anything, but I just kept the so screenshot. You, I also have uh, contacts in my... Oh, yeah, yeah. That, yes. I, that I'm like... Yeah. It I know. seems what so you final, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So Wouldn't it be I, weird if you called and then they picked up and they were just ignoring you? Dude, yeah. yes. It would be weird. It'd yeah. be... Yeah. I had a really sweet voicemail for my dad when he... Uh, oh. My parents picked us up from the uh, airport after we were getting back from Disney. And it was just really cute because he called my phone, but then he was like, hey, you know, tell Avery, you know, and so the whole message was for... Avery, you know, his, his at that time, like, baby granddaughter. So, I, and, and I don't have any more. <clears throat> it just uh, went away. Yeah. It's too bad. All right. Well, listen, uh, this is kind of fun. Uh, it happened two days ago, but uh, sometimes people on social media like nothing better than to mock others, as we know. And Wheel of Fortune, Pat Sajak <laughs> called it out Wednesday uh, when it came to three contestants on the previous night's show who had a very difficult time with the seemingly easy solution uh, to one of the puzzle, puzzles. We'll play the clip. And you can figure out, I'm sure you've seen it by now, but we'll just play the clip. Here we go. They were trying to solve the puzzle. I'll solve. Okay. Another feather in your hat. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they tried to. I didn't to, hear it. Yeah, oh, it was God. another feather in your cap. And uh, the problem being the last word, cap. And among those who mockingly shared it, Huffington Post's uh, Phil Lewis tweeted, I have never wanted to scream this loudly in my life, but Sajak urged uh, some compassion and kindness, tweeting in part, imagine you're on national TV and you're suddenly thrown a curve and you begin getting worried about looking stupid. He said that you can start, quote, flailing flailing away looking for alternatives and that it can happen to very bright people. Uh, Sajak said uh, the contestants... Don't deserve to be subjected to ridicule, writing, cut him some slack, and have a little heart. It was very nice, and what what Pat was doing was very nice. He does it on the show all the time. He tries to help people and say, you know, you get caught up in it, and I understand. Yeah. And, and so he tries to do that. And I think, I think he sort of takes ownership of their feelings and is very paternal yeah. in the way the contestants are treated. For those of you who have never played a contest before <sighs> and been on the spot, it, you, yeah. you have no idea. Uh, I suck at it. I can play the game like a champ on my couch. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you if I I was up on that stage, I would be a disaster. You'd have nine memes based (laughs) off my appearance. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we did Buxco versus Delco, I still think about it because it still bothers me when we had our friends in and uh, it was sort of like a password type game. Mm -hmm. And I remember being so like elevated and like just and had I just 
calmed down and said the words, she probably would have gotten it quicker. You right, know? right. Yeah. It's what happens. The it's other thing natural. about this on, on Wheel of Fortune was that it was a confluence of several things in a row, too. So it was yeah. the whole thing lasted like two and a half minutes. And so it yeah, was a couple of, there was a couple of, uh, yeah, uh, there was a bankruptcy, bank bank lose a turn. And yep. so it, it, it was just one thing after another, after another. And <laughs> listen, I think another feather in your hat is actually probably legit answer. It is yeah. legit. And then, as a matter of fact, and then she didn't get it. And then it was just like, okay, uh, you're thrown off when you don't have hat as the answer. Yep. And you're like, all right, well, it's not hat. That look, probably look. means it's not cap, and you. So your whole mindset changes, yeah. and so I understand how it got to that point. It still it. was wild to it watch, sucks. and I freely admit my wife and I were like, "What? Oh yeah, I yelled at the TV, yeah. and I made fun of her yesterday." But... Who eventually won? Uh, oh, the girl, the girl in the middle. It was no, no, no. The, the it wasn't the, the girl who gave the wrong answer, though. It was a guy. It was two guys and a girl. <laughs> so the girl in right, the girl. No, he said two guys and a girl. The girl in the middle was the one who got it wrong. Uh, the guy on the end. Who eventually got it right? The guy in the end. Okay, oh, so okay. so so she didn't. That's what my question was. She didn't get it correct, correct. right? Yes. Eventually, at the end. All right. By the way, speaking of feather in your cap, the latest Daily Rush video is uh, about that. <laughs> it's about <laughs> macaroni. Yeah. Stick a feather in your hat and call it macaroni. But in your story, it actually had the words "feather in your hat." It did. It did. Oh my god! Oh, I didn't know it's, that. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> and and Sajak pointed that out that it's fairly common as well. There's okay. a girl from uh, Conjahawken who's going to be on Wheel of Fortune tonight. Nice. Oh, really? Yeah. Excellent. Now, yeah. like, if this were Jeopardy and the answer were feather in your cap, and somebody said feather in your hat, the judges would probably accept it. They might. Yeah, they, it Fortune, might be one wouldn't. of those where uh, they would double back and go after the commercial break and say we we reviewed and right. we're going to give unless you that. it's in quotations, right? And then you'd have to get. Right, if you're referring to some sort of literary work or something. Right. right. Yes, correct. So, All right, uh, some other things. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are expecting their second child. Uh, they're getting ready to welcome another bundle of joy. after are going to call her Annabelle. Their 19-month-old daughter, Willa, in oh. 2020. And uh, according to Us Weekly, the 25-year-old actress is due to give birth in the middle of the summer. Uh, despite giving the journey in parenthood, parenthood relatively private, they've spoken on the record about their love of watching her grow up. You're going to make me cry. Uh, the musician gushed that being a dad has been amazing, uh, but Joe admitted that naps are nice, and previously Sophie called being a mother uh, to her daughter her favorite job. Is he talking about his naps or the babies? Uh, probably both. <laughs> probably both, yeah. Uh, this is cool, man. Legendary actor James Earl Jones made history as the second black actor to have a Broadway theater named in his honor. Oh, he deserves it. Absolutely. In celebration of Jones' the Darth Vader Theater. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the King Joffy Joker Theater? <laughs> the Jones' lifetime of Im- immense contributions to Broadway and the entire artistic community, the 110-year-old Court <laughs> Theater, which was previously named for vaudeville performer John Court, Will be named, uh, renamed the James Earl Jones Theater. And I'll bet you a little bit of irony here is that James Earl Jones can probably go into the theater named after him and not fit in any of the seats. Oh my God! Yeah, because Broadway seats are the smallest seats on earth. Man, you know what sucks is is that this was already named after an actor, John yeah. Court, and I guess so. James will get it for a hundred years, yeah. and then they'll uh, then they'll they'll yeah. bring somebody else along once we forget who James Earl Jones Isn't was. Part of the ceremony going to the previous actor's funeral. Plot 
plot and pissing on it? Maybe it is. Yeah. I, I'm not aware. There's a lot of strange traditions in Broadway. And you know, break a leg, all that uh, stuff. Uh, Jones said, uh, it means a lot. It is too heavy for me to define. Uh, he said, for me, standing in this very building 64 years ago at the start of my Broadway career would have been inconceivable that my name would be on the building today. Let my journey from then to now be an inspiration for all aspiring actors. It means a lot. It is too heavy for me to define. Wasn't he the original Annie? Define. No, no, it was, no, it was Andrew McArdle. But he was in 21 Broadway productions, including his first stage performance in Sunrise at Campobello in 1958. Uh, then he was in Othello of Mice and Men, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, Hamlet, King wow. Lear, and a whole bunch of wow. others. Uh, I don't know how long I need to do what I do and what I need to accomplish in my career to get something named after me in Delaware County, but uh, that would be a huge honor. I think... Keep that, mentioning it. We should, I think yeah. that that should be done. Got to do it. Yeah. Um, I, like Casey are you Boyd even Way. in the? Are you even in the Cardinal O'Hara... Dude, no. Uh, notables. That uh, just notable sucks. Alumni. You no, no, hey, no, no, no. But what about uh, that picnic bench or that bench in the park? Yeah. The bong bench, right? <laughs> but, they, but I never actually smoked out of it. So, oh, all right. you know, that I could, would, that be, would be, uh, yeah. maybe uh, I'd be a total poser on that one. But press, like, wouldn't it be cool if you had like a hole named after you at the like Letter Rock or something oh. like that? <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like the butthole. Hey, this is Preston Elliott butthole. This is Destiny. Turn around, Destiny. Show the tattoo above your butthole. Uh, Uh, That would actually be kind of cool to have a uh, hole named after you at a golf course. What, at Letterock? Yeah. I've played it enough times. I know. But if if it wasn't Letterock, where would it be? I don't know. It would have to be Letterock. Uh, yeah, I would think so. Well, Marion. I'm not a member there. I've only played there once, but what the hell. Yeah. You know? All right, so. <laughs> Augusta. Yeah, sure. Hey, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. We're moving on. I have a couple other stories to get to. Scarlett Johansson admitted to Vanity Fair that she's she had never been in a gym prior to being cast as Black Widow in 2010's Iron Man 2. Uh, she told the magazine, I had never stepped foot in a gym, <laughs> and I had five weeks to prepare myself for these huge stunt sequences. So she wound up at what she called a massive, huge, muscle meathead gym in Los Angeles and did not have a great experience. She said, I didn't know how to use any of the equipment. I mean, I was so intimidated. Um, And that's pretty much all she tells as far as the story goes. Uh, That role turned into an 11-year commitment and a massive lifestyle change. So I would assume she works out quite a bit. I would imagine. Maybe she's just blessed with, it appears, with great genetics. Mm Mm-hmm. I I used to work at a, a couple actually of those those real you know meathead gyms where yeah. you, honestly you go in there and you don't know what you're doing you're gonna be you know you're gonna be made fun of sure yeah so uh, but that's okay she's um she's probably done better than every single person that's ever stepped foot into that <laughs> gym that she went into uh, okay Chris Pine and his girlfriend Annabelle Walls oh right. have reportedly Annabelle gone their separate ways. Oh! Uh, Santa's got to go. <laughs> Man, they broke up. We heard the call. Yeah. Uh, a source okay. told Entertainment Tonight that the couple of four years have broken up and haven't been together for a few months. Chris Pine is one of those impossibly good-looking dudes. He's got eyes that see right through you. He through has my soul. Most, he has the most sparkling blue eyes of almost anybody I've ever seen. What do you think of Chris Pine, Kathy? Yeah, I think he's, I mean, he's good-looking. <laughs> Uh, the pair first sparked romance rumors in March 2018 when oh they when they were spotted at London's Heathrow You're Airport. You're just too old for me. But they're, Do you have any kids? They're done. Stop it. Uh, the um, Yeah, he was with Olivia Munn for quite a while. Mm, yep. Oh, okay. Uh, let me see. i got time for a couple more here. Um, how about this one? Uh, a new study has found that Zendaya, by the way, that's how you pronounce her name, Zendaya, 
uh, is the most in-demand actor in the United States and worldwide. That's amazing. It's according to a report by Business Insider. Uh, Parrot Analytics analyzed audience demand, which accounts for engagement with with and interest in or overall popularity of a series, movie, or celebrity. Where does the situation fall on? I don't know. I'll have to look. You know, there's a flow chart, and we'll have to look and find them on there. But researchers determined that her global demand is 38.5 times more than the average celebrity during the same period from October to February. I'm not sure what that means. I don't know how they worked it all out. But but... uh, she is incredibly talented. Yeah. I mean, she's really... uh, uh, like her commercial during the Super Bowl. You just like oh, her. Oh, my goodness. She yeah. lights up the screen. Yep. I went to see uh, Spider-Man No Way Home for the yeah. second time. She's excellent in it. She's great. And she's got a big, long career ahead of her. Uh, Sarah Hyland was so tired from her kidney dysplasia that she doesn't remember shooting entire episodes of Modern Family. Uh, she opened up to her former co-host, Julie Bowen, and uh, birthday girl today. Uh, on a podcast saying that there are some episodes of Modern Family where I do not remember filming because I was asleep. She had a number of procedures while that show was running. Yeah. She said, Dad asked asleep. The episode where Haley asked Luke for money and he's like, don't worry, I've got it on ice. Uh, it's in the freezer or something. The entire episode, I was asleep. She said, uh, I was not able to be awake for eight hours at a time and I was so exhausted. Do you you watch the show regularly? Not regularly, okay. but enough of it to know the characters and everything. Yeah. So the guy who played her eventually, her husband, they have she, they have babies with towards the end of the series, and, and her boyfriend throughout the run of the show, in and out. Uh, this guy is a really good looking guy, and he has that body dysmorphia. Like okay. he's gotten plastic surgery, oh, and he's no. like, I mean, you'd have to be nuts. Yeah. To look, I mean, well, I, I don't mean that in a disparaging way, but like I would feel like. Oh, home run if right. I look like that. Right, right. You know, but it's it's wild how there's no rhyme or reason to yeah. it. Yeah, it's a mental condition. Uh, you, you just don't look right yeah, to yeah. for whatever it's, reason. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, let's see. All right, Fox announced uh, yesterday the season 17 of So You Think You Can Dance will air this summer. Uh, the upcoming season will feature highly skilled dancers between the ages of 18 and 30 showcasing their talents in various dance styles, including contemporary, tap, hip-hop, ballroom, anime. Animation? Yeah. Okay. Uh, breaking and more. So the season premiere of Stop It With The Dancing is on right after that. <laughs> <laughs> so no, Stop this, It listen, With The Dancing this was, already. This was one of the original ones after Dancing With The Stars, and it started out great. It, the, the whole concept of it, the you way they You were a big fan. It, you I, watched it. I loved it, and then they changed it. They started playing with it. They started doing um, different, you know, where they would team up with, with different people, and it just... It lost it for me, and I don't know how they do it now, and if they ever went back to the original concept. But um, yeah, I kind of trailed off. Did you guys know that the president of Ukraine, uh, Zelensky, was on the Ukrainian version? Yes, of, of, uh, and one did he? Yeah. Not? I don't know if wait, he wait, won or not. Of, of what? Of uh, the Dancing with the Stars. Okay, and so uh, and he was really. I don't know if he won, see, but he did really, really well. Yeah. It was like the 2006 or 2007 version of it, and I saw it a clip on maybe it was John Oliver or something the other day, and it was just like, man. This guy is incredible. He's also a comedian. He's a comedian and a performer. Yeah. And he, he was on a show where he played the president, and now he is the president. He's a really the voice for uh, uh, the uh, the bear um, Paddington. Paddington. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Is he the Ronald Reagan of uh, of Ukraine? <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. You know, a performer turned. Uh, no, leader. I'm the Paddington Paddington of Ukraine. <laughs> leader of a nation. Uh, that's pretty wild. Okay. All right. Well, listen. We may as well jump right to the clip. So we're going to do that at this moment. 
Star Trek Picard is a follow-up series of the Star Trek series based on the character Jean-Luc Picard. And in this clip, uh, Patrick Stewart explains what he enjoys most with his career. One of the things that has always mattered most to me in all the work that I have done and that I do, whether it's theater or TV or, or movies, and that is to be working with an ensemble. Steve, he's one of the people I would just love to sit down It'd with. It'd be great. To sit down and have, have, a, have an interview or conversation or whatever. He's a cool dude. Uh, go, his career is very lengthy. He's in uh, one of our favorite movies, Preston, early on, Excalibur. He's in Excalibur. Yeah. Yep. Season two of Star Trek Picard premieres on Thursday, March 3rd on Paramount+. Plus. I like the show. I'm not crazy about it. Here's the next clip. When the Riddler begins murdering key political figures in Gotham, Bruce Wayne is forced to investigate the city hidden, uh, city's hidden corruption and question his own family's involvement in the Batman. And here, longtime friends Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz talk about the chemistry working together for the first time. Knowing that she wasn't going to judge me too harshly and would give me a second chance was kind of nice. I was just impressed that I was able to forget that it was Rob, and he put on the suit, and I would just see Batman. And when you know somebody, that's it's sometimes really hard. And I thought it was amazing that he was able to completely transform into into Batman. I want to see you naked. <laughs> the Batman hits theaters Friday. One more day, Steve. I'm seeing you tomorrow. One I'm more next. day. There you go. All right. So that's our. Entertainment Report, friends. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We're doing some kind of a mystery game today with me involved in it. And it inv- it's a chance for you to win tickets uh, for Friday, March 11th to see Pops, Rocks, Let It Be. It's the Beatles, the Philly Pops performing Beatles music. And if you want to be in on this qu- this contest that I don't know what we're doing. Nope. You can find out the details and enter to win by texting Beatles at 39333. Okay, so if you, if you want to play and you want a chance to win... Uh, you can uh, go to Beatles. At, you can text in Beatles at 39333. Like I said, I don't know what's happening. I'm playing in the game, and it's coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. So we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. The Pretty Reckless. Ghost. Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen. New music, more of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. Two big things happened in South Philly last night. James Harden played his first game in Philadelphia, and Casey caught a T-shirt at the game. <laughs> yeah! It was a big night at the Wells Fargo Center, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, especially since I was all the way up. I think I was like five or six rows from the rafters that uh, that a T-shirt made its way all the way up there. Is that where your seats are? No, no. I had actually given my seats away, um, but uh, our sister station down the hall had a promotion, and so I was able to snag a pair of tickets. Okay, big them. night. All right. yeah, and you didn't, know when you, yeah, you didn't know when you gave the tickets away that it was going to be this. No, I had no idea, because it was a while back. I don't even think Harden was on the team at the time. Right. Uh, that it was going to be uh, his first home game how, as a 76er. How electric was it? It was... Um, it was, I think, the loudest I had ever heard that arena. Wow. Um, I mean, 
When I was at the link, when the Eagles uh, intercepted Case Keenum uh, in the uh, NFC Championship game, that was easily the loudest I'd ever heard that stadium. This was the loudest I'd ever heard the Wells Fargo Center when Matt Cord uh, introduced James Harden for the first time as a uh, 76er. How about when you caught the shirt? Did the crowd go crazy? Everyone was going crazy. Yeah, I was like, was, what, guys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a shirt. I mean, there is a weird story about that. But real quick, Matt Cord was telling me that... Um, he was talking to Harden before the game, and right. hey, how do you want me to? I'm, this is how I'm going to announce you. And Harden goes, "Say the beard, James Harden." Oh, oh yeah. okay, all and right. So, uh, I mean, the crowd was so loud. It was a big beard promotion last night. They were handing out all sorts of. I didn't get a, a beard handed to me. You know, uh, like a beard on a stick you could hold up to your face, first. <laughs> right? right. Yeah. But um, so, I mean, it was so loud you could almost not hear him saying, you know. You know, number one, James, you know, the beard, James Harden. Wow. That must be weird having a, um, uh, like a facial feature or a, a, uh, uh, a personal, it's not hygiene, but yeah. but, a, but a personal style thing yeah, that thing. you have to mainta- maintain. Yeah. If he were to shave that off, you know what a big deal that would be? <laughs> a yeah. huge deal. Huge You're locked into yeah. a deal. Yeah. If he sits down to get it trimmed or whatever, he's got to say, look, man. You mess this up, we got a real problem here. You Don't know what I mean? my money yeah, maker. Yeah, yeah. You should put a white patch right in the middle like Pierre. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, Pierre would be the same thing. Yeah, yeah. That's what Pierre's known for. Yeah. Um, so I want to move on to the T-shirt here thing because uh, this uh, um, there was a, a funny little rub about the T-shirt. First of all, this is the third T-shirt I've ever caught in an arena. Wow. I caught one in, when we were in London, straight up caught it in the air. I caught uh, a T-shirt. They were dropping T-shirts from with, uh, with parachutes yeah. from the roof of the Wells Fargo Center. I, I did that like that. two or three years ago. What ended up happening is I had the parachute and the lady in front of me had the T-shirt. And we decided, I'll keep the parachute, you keep the T-shirt. After you punched her in the face. After I punched yeah. her in the face. Last night, uh, I was walking through. I was going to the bathroom and I walked down. In, and I was basically about to walk through the tunnel out to the uh, thing. And the T-shirt almost like landed on me and hit me. And what I had thought was that somebody had accidentally dropped the T-shirt down to the tunnel. So I picked it up, and I looked up, and all these people were looking at me. And I didn't – I was like, well, what's going on here? And I thought somebody dropped it. And then, you know, this guy's like, hey, I want I want to – you know, uh, I want that T-shirt. And then this girl looked at me, and she looked so sad that she didn't have the T-shirt because it was really close to her. And she was probably, I don't know, like 10 or 11 years old. So I ended up giving her the T-shirt. Uh, and she was super, like – grateful and yeah. she's like are you sure i was like yeah yeah keep it she ended up catching a t-shirt a quarter a the quarter little later. bitch i swear to god like what yeah what she give it back to come that? on man uh no she ended up giving it's rigged <laughs> it's rigged she ended up giving that t-shirt to the guy behind her now there was a drunk guy who went down and asked that guy if he could buy that t-shirt from him he he offered the dude 60 dollars for the t-shirt which why Right, Kathy? It's a T-shirt. So the guy's like, no, you can just have it. And then he ended up throwing the T-shirt off of the balcony anyway. Uh, it was it was such a weird confluence that of events. needs to stop. God. Okay. That kind of thing. All right. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, it and was... And then James Harden, of course. And then yeah. James Harden. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it was a uh, it was a big night. Yeah. Obviously, people though the the value for the tickets once he was acquired 
shot through the roof. They like tripled, right? Yeah, I um sold my Nets tickets for a lot of money. Okay, um, and that, that game isn't even for another week. Which means it had to be a totally sold out game. Did you stay to the end? Uh, yeah, yeah, stayed to the bitter, bitter, bitter end, and then actually wow. went down onto the court afterwards. I was going to ask if you had trouble getting out of there with all the um, uh, <laughs> the, the capacity crowd. What? Uh, no, but like sometimes. Uh, no, no, no! I didn't have any problems getting out of there. There was, there were no cars there. Okay, yeah. right, no cool. cars there. Oh, uh, you held, you stuck uh, around that. Wow, you stuck around for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I always get, I always get turned around in there. I always get like, oh, where am I parked again? And when and, you're, when you're in the Wells Fargo yeah, Center, I always do for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, my, my sense of direction is really excellent. It's but, symmetrical. I, I do too, yeah. Steve. And like, I, I have a good sense of direction as well. You know, it's funny because like when I would go to the Spectrum, I knew it. Perfectly. Yeah. And getting in and out of that. And I do it where blindfolded. I was. Yes. But at the Wells Fargo Center, I'm like, wait, am I on the link Which side? Which way? Am I on the <laughs> Street side? Yesterday afternoon, I uh, was recording our podcast. We, f- we recorded at a, a workplace called Rec Philly in the Fashion District. I parked in a place that I had never parked before in my life. So I walk in, and I start going up the side, and then I go up an escalator. I know it's on the top floor, and I look, and I'm like, I'm at Wetzel's Pretzels. That's a complete opposite <laughs> side. So I didn't know where I was in the Faster District. Of course, I was late for the podcast because that's the story of my life. Right. So I'm going out one way, and then I'm going to get to my car, and I can't find my car. Oh, you see, gypsies. not get out of the Fashion District. I'm trying to remember, like, Sephora, uh, American Eagle, like, where? the hell am I? I couldn't I had to walk the entire block of Ninth and Market once to get to my car. If you've been at the Wells Fargo Center and you walk outside and you're on the opposite <laughs> side that you need to be on, yeah. yeah. It's it's a buzzkill. It is. Yeah, it sucks. You're like, yeah. oh, son of a bitch. The link. I gotta walk all the way around yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I should be facing Call the Uber. Uber. Oh that yeah. so I had that uh, I had that down pat, like, and I knew where, like, even the the numbers and the sections and where to walk and what led you down to the court and and all of that. And I remember going, um, like, years after I had worked there, and I <laughs> just standing there and being like, "Wait, I've got to remember this. Like, where do I go? Which way do I go?" There, there was a video uh, earlier in the week, or maybe it was last week, of a, a woman who was on uh, The Price Is Right. This is great, and so she's at the Showcase Showdown, and they're not the Showdown, but anyhow, the the wheel. They're spinning the yeah. wheel. And she spins a wheel, and she's done. Uh, you know, I guess she busted or whatever. And so she's supposed to walk off, and she can't figure out how to get off the stage. She can't leave. And not only that, from the, the camera angle that we've that I've watched the video on, she's in the line of, of, of view from the camera angle. Oh, my God. And she just stands there uncomfortably in the background while the other people are spinning. And yeah. Drew Carey is trying to, you know, uh, continue the game on. But she didn't know how to. She like like three times tries to go out what appears like there might be a way to get off the set, right? right. And it's just a prop, and she can't she can't get out of there. And so, oh my god, yeah, uh, she looks like an animal that doesn't know what to do. Oh that's the god. worst. She eventually like crawls over a stage prop to yep. get out. Yeah, uh, I had this. This is something that drives me crazy, and it always seems to happen to happen over the weekend in um, a parking garages, like in the city. You go down the, you know, I take the stairs. I've you know, up four or five flares, you know, floors. I take the stairs down. I don't take the elevator a lot of times. And then you go down and, and you'll find yourself in some yeah. underground maze. And okay, so down the end of this hall, make a left and there's a uh, steps up to the street. And it's all, I always get trapped in those things. And yeah. it's like, why do I keep backing myself into these? The Perlman Center 
at uh, Penn Hospital <laughs> gets a little confusing. Yes. And I one day was supposed to go, there There are walkways that go across to other buildings oh, and yeah. stuff like that. So oh, I, yeah, the I'm, east, the west, the north, yeah, the yeah. south. So uh, I'm supposed to go somewhere and... I end up, I, you know, I take the elevator, I go from this floor, and I realize I'm on the wrong floor, and I get, need to get to another, need to go down one floor, whatever, so I go through the stairwell, <laughs> and then I come out, and a woman comes walking up, and she's like, you ain't supposed to go in that door. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, ah, I put I my had... hands up, and I'm like, I don't, you know, yeah. I, I'm trying to get to this place. She's like, mm-hmm, and then she ended up, she was really nice. She ended up showing me where I needed to be. I had the same about. situation, same building, same scenario, Preston. I'm going, I'm going, I think it's just a regular, like, you know, uh, endoscopy or something. So I'm going there. And the guy tells me this elaborate thing, and I'm crossing over the the road, and I'm going through the other stuff, and and the elevator opens up, and I'm seeing a lot of pregnant women, and I'm like, uh-huh. you ever get on an elevator and realize that it only goes up to certain floors, and yes, you don't get to where you need to yeah, get. What the hell's that all about? That sucks. Yeah, it yeah. does, especially in a, when a parking garage is involved. Do you guys ever use uh, tech to try to help, like pinning your car? I or... do, and, I, and I, it does I, work. I don't remember to do it, and I. It does work, right? It does, but the, like also, there's a lot of times where it's just so I should be able to do this, and then if you marry that with there's someone you keep passing, who knows that you are lost, <laughs> yeah. and and you and you end up looking like such a dick, and you feel like a dick <laughs> because I, I don't know where, where am I? Like pinning your car, like you when you get out of your car, you park your car on, on Fifth and Broad or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And then you say, uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to remember where it is. You can drop a pin in that location. Oh, and no, help. I haven't done that. Me neither. No. And, and I know that you can, and you can do it in a parking garage. You can do it at any place, really. Uh, and then uh, it's supposed to help you. I just don't think to do it. Um, the ticket that you usually get, well, it depends on what, because some tickets you take with you, right. others, others you, you leave, leave on a dash. So that's yeah, true. Yeah, I was yeah. say. The yeah. ticket, if it's a garage... It's pretty easy to find out where it is, but sometimes a lot you have to leave the uh, right. the thing in your on your dashboard. I, years ago, I was playing uh, when I was doing stand up. I was out of college, and uh, so I exited to be stage left. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way to leave from that side of the stage. Would you know when the headliner? You have to go across the stage, right? And, uh, the, that is hang? abs. I watched the whole show. <laughs> no, <laughs> because the, uh, that's verboten. You do not. Right? You do not do that. Well, the headliner's up performing, and I'm like, I, you know what, I did standing that. Standing there like an idiot. I did that at the Tower <laughs> one time, and we were, you know, we, we brought on bands, shows, comedians, and stuff at the Tower many times, and I've forgotten who was there, and I walked stage left, it's exit stage right, right. all right, so I walked stage <laughs> left, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, I, 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 the only way to get out of here is to go back across the stage. <laughs> Fortunately, there was a stage, and, and there is an uh, you go underneath the stage, I, and you can get to the other side. And I didn't know there was like a little yeah, nightclub right. underneath I didn't know. there. Yeah. I, there's a little bar underneath there. Wow. So anyhow, yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah, uh, but yes, and if you've ever been lost and couldn't get out of the place, feel free to share those stories so we don't feel so stupid. Two one five two six three WMMR is the number. Uh, I'm gonna go to. Let me go to Don. Hi, Don. Good morning. Gadzooks. 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 What's up, man? All right. So I was a student at Austin Meehan in uh, Northeast Philadelphia. Okay. Um, the school from the outside actually kind of looks like a prison. <laughs> but if you look at it from an aerial map, if, if Nick brought it up, it's a large large circle with four smaller circles connected to it. Um, but they're called pods. And so you have this hallway that literally runs a circle inside the school. Oh, yeah. But then when you walk like into the classroom area... What's that? So that sounds like Eastern State Penitentiary, kind of. Go ahead. 
Um, well, arguably a little worse. Yeah. <laughs> well, so when you walk into the pods where the classrooms are, they're they're cloned, and the walls like they were just separated with like sliding poster walls. Mm-hmm. So if you're not paying attention, you could. It's like when you're in a movie and you you see when they walk into a room or they open a door, but they have already been there, and it kind of screws with your head. So when you're a sixth grader and you know you're new to the school and you're trying to learn it, it can really screw with your head. You know, same thing with the um the first floor where the cafeteria and the lockers are. <laughs> right. As you're walking around, it's like you're, you're stuck in a paradox. Oh wow! <laughs> and you're never going to get out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's some, thank you, Don. Appreciate it. Yeah, there there are some places that will, you know, everything looks the same. You know, and and you're walking through, and you're like, "Have I been by here before?" What about the places that will have lock doors will lock behind you? Oh, man. I've had that happen. Uh, I had actually had that happen looking for a bathroom in a movie theater. Oh, really? And when? and my only option was to actually exit the movie theater and come back around. And like, that's like that movie Birdman. Yes, he yeah, goes yeah, outside. Exactly. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's the star of the show, <laughs> and he goes outside of the theater, and he can't get back in, and he's got to be on stage. Right. When we did the Christmas Miracle this past year. Uh, Parks confuses me from time to time, and what, just I don't know what it was about this year, but like maybe it was the time oh, of day yeah. or whatever. When I showed up, I walked in because we're supposed to go in like some some employee entrance. Oh my god! I had the <laughs> same thing happen. All right, so. I'm following the security guard. Yeah, well, Casey and I were like walking over snow piles, and yeah. I was like, "Should we get back in the car and drive?" Because uh, yeah. we're clearly not in the right spot. And we were looking at the aerial map, and we couldn't figure out via the aerial because they showed us the map, and I'm like, "Okay, I just if I." I'm standing on the ground, so I really honestly have no idea where I am. And I had the same issue. I was at a rugby tournament on uh, Sunday in Lancaster, in like Landisville. And so they sent an aerial map of where, like, where we should park. Mm-hmm. And I just, there was a yes. parking lot. When you're on the yeah. ground yeah. and you're looking at an aerial map and you're looking at your surroundings and you're trying to figure out what is what on the aerial map, yeah. it's hard. And Especially I, if there's a uniformity to what's around you. And there was. And there were arrows like park here, right? And I'm like, I don't know where the F I am. All I know is my car is parked right now, and I can see people playing rugby. And I just said, F it. I'm just going to go and walk to where it – and it, as it turns out, I parked right next to the field where my son was playing. How, like, long, how long did it take you, Nick, to, to get in eventually? Well, I mean, I found somebody who could point me in the right direction, but I needed help. And, like, yeah, cause, maybe casinos are designed that way deliberately so that you can't find you can't, your way out yeah. and keep gambling. Totally, dude, yeah. yeah. Let me go to Tina. Hi, Tina. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Tina. What's up? Um, So when me and my sister went to the art museum for the first time ever, um, I had to go to the restroom on, I think it was the second floor. Um, So I'm going to the bathroom. All of a sudden, the lights just go out. (laughs) And I go out, and I look around. There's nobody. So I had to go find my sister, who's still up there. And we try to leave, and all the gates are locked and closed. So we tried the elevator, but I think we needed, like, a key to get to the (laughs) elevator. So we actually had to call the art museum and speak to somebody at the front desk to come send somebody up to get us. So you were locked in? Yes. Yeah, that that completely... But that wasn't your fault. You, you, no. you know, like, you, you didn't get... You didn't become trapped in a maze, but that still sucks. But, hey, they should do something like that as a movie. Like, you spend a night in a museum. No. Yeah. No, yeah. That sounds like that has all <laughs> kinds of possibilities. Yeah. Maybe things could start to come to life. Yeah, yeah. just uh, spitballing wow. here. Wow. All right. Thanks, Tina. No, listen, getting getting locked in a place, that definitely happens, oh, too. Oh, my God, yeah. Where they're locking up for the night and you get stuck there, most definitely. Uh, I will go to... Now, this sounds like you'd be able to find your way out. Brittany, however, had trouble. <laughs> Hi, Brittany. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, it. Good, Good morning, it. All right, Brittany, yeah, you want to share? definitely make you feel better about getting lost. <laughs> All right. Uh, I was probably about 
13, maybe, um, I got lost in a Wawa. <laughs> you got lost in a Wawa? <laughs> yes, yeah. It was in the Poconos um, in Blakely. Oh, and yeah. I had never seen a double entry exit Wawa before. It was the first, you know, didn't think anything of it. I go in one, one end. My aunt and my cousins were in the car waiting. And then I come out. And I didn't see them. I was freaking out. I didn't have my phone on me. I left it in the car. So I, I was just a mess. I started crying. I found some random person to borrow their phone. And the only phone number I remembered was my mom. So I called her. She called my aunt, freaking out. Where are you? you, you, you know, Brittany, at, at no time during this whole thing could you have been more than 30 yards from your... Oh, yeah. 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 But you I just simply walked in one entrance and you got completely yep. turned around. Yeah. Yeah, my aunt was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm here. I'm, I, I haven't moved. And then it, somehow we figured out that I was on the other other uh, end of the That's wall. hilarious. Oh, my God. Now I have to check and make sure any Wawa I'm in, I know that there's two exits. <laughs> I'm going to find it hard-pressed that we'll get a better call than that. Yeah, of yeah. somebody who has <laughs> a Wawa. That one, that it's bad. like getting right. lost in a photo, man. Yeah. Thank you, Brittany. Appreciate it. Yep. I did get locked in the Please Touch Museum. <laughs> Really? Yeah, we were there for like it was a, a media event, and uh, it was ending, and and everyone was was gone, and we uh-huh. were kind of. I think we. I'm still touching over here. <laughs> no, but we, I think we like ran back in. Somebody forgot something. I forget. I was with my sister in law. We had the kids. Like yeah. whatever. It was just a little confusing. And then we got to the front door, and there was like this red bar that was like locking all of the doors, and we just <laughs> looked at each other and we're like, "Well, do, like, do we open this? What do we like? How do we get out of here? What right. are we gonna do?" Um, and so we opened it and we left and she's like, well, wait, are we leaving the Please Touch Museum open now? Like, what's the deal? And I, we, we left, we walked out, but then there was a security guard down at the bottom. He's like, no, 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 they're still inside. They'll, Uh, (laughs) they'll make sure it's locked. All right, listen to this. I'm going to go to Jen, uh, next. Hi, Jen, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. All right, what's Uh, up? My son ran us out of Disney when we were on the Twister ride. He was so afraid of it, and he just got up and started bolting down the aisle and then through this door that was next to the screen or whatever. I'd go to follow him, and we would walk around a few planks and things like that, and all of a sudden we went out another door, and we were outside of Disney. There was a big iron fence. We were just- <laughs> you were to the side of the park. <laughs> oh, now you got to go through the hassle of getting, getting back, back in. in. Yeah, and my husband, my other son, are in there, and I'm like, I don't know what we're doing. We, you know, there was no cell phones then, all that, you know. But it was crazy. So finally, a truck drove by, and he said, "I'm not allowed to do this." But he let it let us in a gate, you know, on the along the side. Oh man! All right, Jen. So, so it was, Jen. It was pre. It was pre cell phones. How did you? At that point, you're like, okay, how are we gonna find, you know, your husband? Yeah, how, what'd exactly. you do? Exactly. And we just ran out a door, and I, who, it was weird the way we trailed around and just came to outside the gate. And I was like, nobody's going to find us here ever. You know? Ever. God. You're going to die in the Disney parking lot. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know how to do this one. You know, my son's like four or five years old. I'm like, uh, mommy can't handle this one. <laughs> it's just like those amusement parks in general, nice, yeah. like the large ones. Yeah, are, are, I mean, it is a maze. It is yep. especially yep. because what is going on. For the security and for the the maintenance and for all, yeah. they have all different paths behind. Like in Universal, there's so so oh. much of that park is behind fences and things you don't see. And, and some of them you can see a roller coaster yeah. that you want to go to. Yeah, 
Yeah. You just can't figure out how the hell to get there. <laughs> how do I get there? Right there. How do I get there? Yeah. I imagine going to Paris for the first time ever, landing there at uh, 11 o'clock at night, not speaking the language, not being able to read the language, getting off of the train, ending up at the platform, walking up to the street, and going, I don't even know where on the planet I am right now. And I have, and, and I had, I like, legit fear just seeping through my body at that so point. So you prepared for your trip. <laughs> well, actually, I did. And and thankfully, because I also didn't, like, have, like, cell phone signals or anything like that. But what I had done is I had screen captured a whole bunch of things when I was in the United States. And I was able to... Where is the Taj Mahal? <laughs> but, I, 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 I mean, it took me a little bit. And I had to end up on uh, the... Champs Elysees. Yeah, uh, I had to end up there. And um, French fries. French um, fries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, croissant. Souffle. Escargot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I just, I ended up on the street, and then I'm like, I don't, I, I am so terrified right now. I have no idea. And then I ended up going back downstairs into French the vanilla catacombs of the subway there. And I just sat. In That's front of a, a ballsy and and also reckless move at the same time. It was it was very reckless, yeah. uh, slightly ballsy. But when I ended up finding success, I felt so like like wow, I really did something here. But I I, the I did park myself in front of a map for a, a good twenty minutes, just scanning, looking for letters that resembled something that I might recognize. And eventually, USA. I did. Wow. <laughs> I was, I, see, here's the thing: I expected there to be. English translations, yep. and there wasn't any. Yeah. There, there, no. were, there were zero Not English French, translations. Dude. I mean, it was everything was French. Uh-huh. I was like, what's going on? Uh-huh. Yep, 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 yep. You're on your own in France, dude. Uh, I'm going to go to Frank, speaking of um, uh, uh, amusement parks and things like yeah. that. Hi, Frank, you're on the air. Good morning. Baba Ganoush. Baba, Baba Ganoush. Oh. Uh, wait, what's the name of the wolf? Oh, that's the wolf. Is that the wolf? Oh, oh, that's Bar. right. Yeah. What's up, Frank? <laughs> So uh, back in Wildwood, in like I guess maybe the early '90s, they had a haunted castle, and it's since burned down. Yes. I don't know if anybody remembers. I do. That, but um, so they did like tours of this haunted castle, and I was a little kid. I got scared because Dracula. So I ran. <laughs> sure. I got scared because of Dracula. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. I mean that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's not something you want to see. It's like the way he put yeah. that. I got scared because Dracula. <laughs> So, so I ran off, and I ran backstage. So this castle was connected to like different, um, like games and stuff that you could play, and like right. shops. I'm behind all of this, and I'm small, so I'm literally crawling under things. It's like such a blurred memory of me. Just was Dracula hot on your heels? I'm just squeezing behind like little things, being able to see animatronics. <laughs> Which was more terrifying than Dracula himself. <laughs> You're seeing the machinery and everything. Yeah, and like things are like clacking, they're loud. So there's like a little door. I go through this door, and I'm in front of a game where people are literally throwing darts at balloons. <laughs> <laughs> and, I was just, and the guy's like, "What the?" And I just little like eight year old me just climbed over the counter. I was like, "Yep." I'm Wait a second. So you were standing. Dracula. You were standing in the line of fire of those darts. Uh, well, okay, so it was, like, to the side, so I wasn't, like, open door and, like, a dart came at me. But, yeah, people were just like, oh, that's 
There's a kid back there. I was like, hi, Dracula's back there. Don't go through that door. Don't go back uh, there. Dracula. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that. That's great. All right. Thank you, Frank. By the way, I want a T-shirt that says, I'm scared because Dracula. <laughs> I, that is that's my favorite thing that's been said so far this I'm morning. Scared. I'm scared because Dracula. Well, he brings up a point, though, Preston. You, you, if you ever see the machinery, you know, like in these things, like and you, you got a picture of uh, one of the rides at Universal. Yeah, it was a Harry Potter uh, that, that Quidditch ride. It, yeah, with the they lights look on. like metallic monsters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's a, it's a sophisticated technology. Uh, Casey, you wanted me to go to uh, Ariel here. Yeah. All right, let's go to Ariel. Good morning, Ariel. Good morning, it. Good, Good morning, morning it. it. Ariel, what's up? So I, Casey, you were just talking about how you know getting lost at the Paris airport. That happened to me. I my brother was a flight attendant. I had a twenty four hour trip to Paris with him. And I came out. I, one, I got lost for maybe like two hours inside the airport. <laughs> and then I get to where the taxis and shuttles are. My brothers, my brother had to leave me. So I was by myself. So I get to where the shuttles are, the taxis, and I had no what to do. Do you not speak the language? Do you not read the language? No, not at all. One, okay. Not one day. By the way, just a quick thing here. If you get, like, the, the Google app with your camera, it'll read the text that you hold it up to. Oh. So, so <laughs> it can translate it for, for future advice. But mm-hmm. how long before you finally uh, were able to reorient yourself, Ariel? It took literally. So by, I finally did get a taxi. And my brother was already at the hotel, which was literally a two-minute walk from the airport. Oh, my God. (laughs) And so by the time we landed, I got off the plane and in the hotel. It probably took, like, four hours. And I got in the taxi, which he didn't understand what I was saying. I told him, like, this is where I need to be, and ended up getting there. And then he overcharged me, like an astronomical amount of money for the taxi because mm-hmm. he was like, oh, she's American. Sure. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't yeah, know it's two yeah. minutes away. Yeah. Yeah. All right, thanks, Ariel. Appreciate it. Um, I want to go to this one. Uh, it's uh, Jill uh, who's on. Hi, Jill. Good morning. Good morning, it. Good morning, Good morning it. Jill. All right, where where did you where could you not find your way out of? Uh, Total Wine in Claymont. Total oh, yeah. Wine, Claymont, Delaware. It is <laughs> That's yes. Not a bad place to get lost, right? Yeah, that, it, and it is. It's huge. It is big. It's, it's gigantic. Big. And, and after they remodeled it, I walked in there and I went my normal way to to get my rum, and I couldn't find my way back to the cash register. I remember when they changed it. Yeah, because the the wine they changed like the spirits area. Uh, yeah. As opposed to the wine area, and I remember getting a little bit confused when I went there. So you, <laughs> well, they like knock down walls. They yes. move like everything. Yeah. It, it was different. It, yeah, it, it's huge. And, <laughs> and did you just did you have to ask for help? Yeah. I had to ask how to get back to the cash register. <laughs> they probably thought you were drunk already. It was oh. a good day. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. I love it. Thank you, Jill. Uh, we're going to go back to France uh, to hang out with Casey for a while, and it is uh, Courtney who's on the line. Hi, Courtney. Good morning. Good morning, It. Good morning, Good morning it. it. All right, so you couldn't find your way out of where? So uh, me and my friends were studying abroad, and we spent a weekend in Paris, and we got lost in the Louvre. Yeah. The Louvre. Uh, I yeah. can see that, man. Yeah. It's voluminous. It's huge. It was, oh my God, it was absolutely amazing, but we were trying to find this one specific painting that we that you know we really wanted to see and every time we you know got directions we 
Uh, we're going up elevators, downstairs. Every time we got in the elevator, it like went up two floors instead of one. So we absolutely could not find it. We got lost in there so long that the buses actually stopped running, and <laughs> oh we had God. to walk. We had to walk back to our hotel, which was halfway across Paris. Oh my God, that is a and meanwhile common you're, thing. You're so absolutely concerned about getting out of there that you're just zipping right by. <laughs> Art masterpieces. Yes. Hey, yeah. Molly's a cat. What's the word? Gotta get out. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So frustrated by the end, we were like, we just need to leave. We need to get out of here. Yeah. Same, same thing happened to. Awful. Uh, Courtney, same Courtney. thing happened to me in uh, the Smithsonian where you're, you're impressed. I, I, yeah. I, you, you get lost. Like, hey, hey, there's a hope diamond. The spirit signal is like, yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Um, you know, in Chicago at, at the uh, uh, the museum there, Nick, uh, you were there. We got Science lost. Science and Industry? Uh, or no, the Art Museum. The Art Museum there. Yeah. Uh, the Institute of Art. Either way, uh, we couldn't find our way out of there. No kidding. Yeah, well, because... Uh, I, it, it was just, we were just sort of like turned around and and we you know we saw what we wanted to see and then we we ended up like uh, I don't even know I, I can't even describe because we were so lost yeah and my he, wife is she is I guess a better just sense of direction I was like no we got to go this way she's like no we don't and I was like yeah we do she's like no we don't I'm like just trust me you know do you have another museum thing because my well, mind yeah the Franklin it, Institute I was just there for Mar- Marissa and I were there for oh, the yeah. Harry Potter experience Marissa you remember we saw a few people that were lost <laughs> and we we had because there's elevators and yes. different floors and different rampways and they'd lead you to here and there and <laughs> and uh, our guide had to help a few people out, they couldn't find their way out. Well, when you go into the main area there, we have the tickets and the concessions and all that stuff, and then you go off into the various things, that's where you're like, this is, doesn't even look like part of the same building. Yes. And of course, everything is, you know, maybe the Titanic, it may be the world of Harry Potter, mm-hmm. and that, that doesn't help. One thing that I find super annoying is when you get into a parking lot, a well-groomed, manicured parking lot, and... There are the little islands, and there's some are set askew, and the parking spaces are not quite, you know, just straight mm-hmm. rows. And you're trying to figure out how yeah. to get out. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and they why don't they ever put up just like a <laughs> flagpole or yeah. a something yeah, a sign way. exit? It is the most. Inf- I have been driving around. I did it out at Limerick at the uh, the the outlet. So oh, yeah, yes. I was going about Very 180 so. miles an hour in the parking lot because I was so furious. Yeah. I can't leave. Yeah, took- I've been there enough times where I've figured out the system. Yes. But yeah. yes, I have been trapped <laughs> in a parking lot before, just trying to find the way out. We're <laughs> never going home. No, and we've talked about this before, but at the uh, the Philly airport. There is like uh, we missed our terminal and we had to turn around and this the sign said to turn right here and I'm like, dude, I'm, okay, I'm gonna turn because this is what the sign says, but I I feel like I'm about to drive onto the tarmac, <laughs> right? And and as, as it turns out, it was the right way to turn because right. you go you're turning. Towards the tarmac. I mean, like, you're not... It's very to... deceptive. <laughs> yes. yes. Hey, this texter reminded me of, of the holy grail of places to get lost and stuck in. Ikea. Ikea. Oh, yeah. All the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Ikea. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been in a store where I turn around more than <laughs> Ikea. Because <laughs> you'll go in a certain direction, you'll be like, oh, wait, no, the arrow's oh, no, pointing see, over here. That's why That's why you're getting lost. Don't ever turn around. <laughs> <Right>. Seriously, <laughs> just flow. keep going. All right. Yep. There's a flow. <laughs> keep going. Don't go against the uh, the, the current. Uh, I will go to one last call. Joe's been on hold the longest, and he's got a story to share about getting lost or stuck somewhere. Hey, Joe, good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy, what's up? So, um, for my cousin's birthday, we all went to Yankee Stadium, right? Uh, after the game, we walk out, say, I forget what gate, but if we were at gate one, right? Mm-hmm. So, he, I go, uh, I think her car's over here. 
So we go to the right a little bit, can't find it. My buddy goes, I think it's on the other side of the stadium. (laughs) So we walk all the way around Yankee Stadium, keep walking. We get back to gate one, and my car is sitting right there. (laughs) If we would have just looked left, we would have got it. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I guarantee there's thousands of stories like that. All right. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it, man. All right. Well, Interesting stuff. Uh, we got to wrap up now because uh, I'm scared because Dracula. <laughs> you know, I want to make sure that we stay on time. So uh, thank you for sharing. We do appreciate it. We're going to come back in a moment. Bizarre file stories are on the way. After that, we're playing this contest. It's a contest that I am participating in, and I don't know is what is happening. All I know is that we have a chance for you to win tickets to uh, Friday, March 11th, The Pops Rocks Let It Be. The Beatles, yes, it's great when the Pops Orchestra plays this music. I've seen it several times. And if you want to be a part of the game, whatever this game is, uh, you can find out the details that I don't know by texting Beatles to 39333 and a chance for you to win those tickets. So text Beatles to 39333 and we'll get that underway in about uh, 40 minutes or so. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Bizarre Files. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you by a new heating and cooling system. You can get $1,000 off and get it installed tomorrow. Horizonservices.com. Okay, so... This is interesting. A bill awaiting the governor's signature that would temporarily keep secret the names of lottery winners in Florida has one unexpected supporter, and that's why I put it in the bizarre file. It's the woman in prison for murdering the winner of a $30 million lottery payout. What possible reason could she have? Well, listen, she says it's a good idea. Oh, yeah. This is a good idea to hide their identity. In a telephone interview from behind bars, uh, Doris Donegan, D.D. Moore is what she goes by, of Tampa said publicly identifying recipients and details about big lottery payouts puts their lives at risk. She said it puts a target on them. And she is serving a life term at the Lowell Correctional Institute in Ocala. A jury convicted Moore in December 2012 of first-degree murder in the 2009 shooting death of Abraham Lee Shakespeare. Uh, so the bill would uh, keep the identity secret for 90 days. However, um, Moore says it should be at least six months. So what uh, the control on the information is such that no information, no name, no nothing is made public. And is that that's a standard, right, for most lotteries? Uh, No, Uh, I I think I always thought that they had the option to reveal themselves or not. It depends on the state. Oh, okay. It depends on the state and what their rules are. So Florida right now doesn't have one. All right. If you want to win it. Your name has to, it's going to, be to go public. public. Wow. It's, it's okay. like well, part of the good. agreement with the lottery, you know. Huh. Uh, so in the Florida case, uh, Moore said that she met Shakespeare under the pretense 
of writing a book about him. She knew that he was a lottery winner. She later convict, uh, convinced him to let her help manage financially what remained of his lottery winnings. Moore said at that point he only had about a million, million dollars left. Burn that up. Shakespeare spent much of his winnings paying off mortgages and family and friends and giving money to people who asked him for help. Uh, prosecutor said Moore withdrew a million dollars from Shakespeare's bank account, spending the money on a Hummer, Corvette, a truck, and a vacation. Shakespeare shot uh, twice in the chest, was found buried under a concrete slab in the backyard of a home that Moore had purchased. By the time of his death, the sheriff said that all $30 million had been spent. It's amazing. So even she says, yeah, put this laws in the books, yeah. these laws in the books, and you might save some lives. Pretty wild. And there's some other... Uh, stories of of millionaires who have been tracked down because of that and uh, were either swindled or killed. See, it's good not to win. (laughs) A man who allegedly smeared human feces on the face of and head of a 43-year-old woman sitting on a subway station bench will now face hate crime charges for the attack. Frank uh, Abrakawa of the Bronx faces harassment and menacing as hate crime charges. Uh, Abrakawa, who also has another open hate crime case in Brooklyn as well, was released on his own recognizance. Uh, the woman was sitting on the bench around 5.15 p.m. on February 21st when Abrakawa allegedly attacked her. Police released video that shows a man holding what appears to be a black plastic bag. As he approaches the woman, he then mashes the hand holding the bag into her face. It's disgusting, uh, the footage. Before running off. According to the criminal complaint, when apprehended, a laughing Abrakawa said to the police, S happens, and this is an s situation. Uh, in the feces attack, he also faces charges, uh, in addition to that, uh, for a an incident uh, the day after where he allegedly stole a screwdriver from a store and then a can of mace from a store employee's hand. He's also charged from an incident where he allegedly accosted a man, spat on him, and called him an effing Jew, threatening to kill him, and then tried to punch the man in the chest. Yeah, real prince. What a fun guy. Yeah. He should get together with this other guy. So another story out of New York. Uh, the NYPD has taken a suspect into custody who allegedly punched or elbowed seven Asian women in one day yeah. in Manhattan. Yeah. <clears throat> and it uh, the crime spree occurred in Midtown and uh, East at Midtown East Union Square and Lower East Side. Police released video footage of the suspect on Wednesday. He was taken into custody hours later. The first assault, listen to the time frame here. First assault was about 6.30. Approached a 57-year-old Asian woman, struck her in the face with a closed fist. The attack was unprovoked. The woman suffered swelling to her face and a cut to her lip. The suspect then fled. In the second incident, he approached a 25-year-old Asian woman, struck her in the face and the back of her arm with a closed fist. That was about 6.40, so it was like 10 minutes later. The suspect uh, then headed east towards 30th Street. In the third assault, about 6.45, he punched a 21-year-old Asian woman in the face. Uh, she has suffered a cut and swelling to her mouth. She was treated at the hospital. Uh, in the fourth assault, about 6.50. So he's doing this like every five what? or ten Absolutely. minutes. Absolutely. Like in some sort of video game. He punched a 25-year-old Asian woman in the face. Uh, the victim suffered a cut and swelling to the upper lip. They went. Uh, he went in an unknown direction. In the fifth assault, about 7.05, he elbowed a 19-year-old woman in the face. That victim suffered a cut to her lip. She did not require medical attention. And in the sixth assault, around 7.25, he elbowed a 25-year-old Asian woman in the mouth. Uh, she had bleeding and swelling in her lower lip. The EMS treated her. And the seventh assault was about 8.37. He shoved a 20-year-old Asian woman to the ground. She suffered minor injuries. 
to her hands, and he fled after that. But they managed to track him down after looking at the footage, and he's obviously going to place uh, face multiple charges. That's for that. one thing. There are a, a ton of cameras out there recording yes, all this stuff. Absolutely. Do you guys see the video footage I sent you yesterday on Twitter of the? Uh, oh yeah, the, the bomb. bombing. Oh my god, that was terrifying. Yeah. There's a guy in Ukraine, Steve. He's standing there. He's on the phone. He's talking. He's t- taking a video of himself. It, yeah. And it's a, you hear. And boom. Boom. It blows up the building he's in. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It blows up. It's unbelievable. Talk about phones everywhere. All right. How about this one? This is an awkward uh, situation. A wife was shocked and heartbroken after her husband suggested going the traditional route and making her sister their surrogate. Oh, boy. A Reddit user gained over 35,000 upvotes and 8,000 comments when she posted the troubling situation on a subreddit called True Off My Chest. Reddit users are warning this wife not to ignore the husband's red flag. She said that my husband and I have been struggling with infertility. We've tried some options, and right now we're looking into surrogacy. My sister agreed to do it, but my husband said that he looked at how much time and money IVF would take and slowly started hinting that we take the traditional way. Oh, my way. God. Uh-huh. That includes a trip to Cancun. <laughs> Uh, she said, I was too shocked to even say anything. Yeah. <laughs> but he acted like what he said was not even that big of a deal. And he explained that it's just a quick way for us to have a baby and spare the money and time oh to use one later. One long weekend. Uh, she said, I'm both devastated over the fact that, one, he'd even entertaining entertain having sex with my sister just because he wants <laughs> the easy way. Well, you could be there. Two, yeah. if I ever agree, despite feeling uncomfortable, then I was will always carry this memory of how the baby was conceived. Oh, my God, right. that's so funny. Uh, uh, the poster went on to say that she is 100% against the idea and is no longer comfortable with the surrogacy. <laughs> she said, I refused and shut his suggestion down hard. He's now starting guilting me, saying I don't trust him, and then saying I'm selfish for choosing to back out when he still wants to be a dad like he expected <sighs> when he married me, I basically so blaming hurt. blaming me for infertility oh infertility my issues. God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no so, wonder. Uh, people are telling him to get the hell out yeah, of that yeah. relationship altogether. Okay. Hear me out here. Okay. What if... They don't actually, like, really have sex, and he just takes care of himself, and then at the very last oh second... Oh, my God, Casey! Hear him out! I, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so so you're not actually... It's an idea, Just get guy. a turkey baster. There's no penetration. There, I mean, saying, well, right? no, no, there, there's only penetration... One the, last the, penetration. At the, at the very, very last yeah. second. Oh, that? Yeah, yeah. At the end. Dude. No, I'm, just, I'm just... Listen, no. I'm just spitballing here. Spitballing. I... All Let's right. try to save this couple money. <laughs> you can even do spitballing if you want. Yeah, yeah, you could throw that into the, the whole act if you want to. <laughs> we'll end the bizarre okay. file right yeah. there. Yeah. All right. Um, by the way, Marissa <laughs> made some mock-ups of the T-shirt I want. I'm scared because of because Dra- uh, Dracula. Oh, nice. yeah. uh, so I don't know if this will end up happening, but I love this. Thank you. Uh, but instead of because, I think it should be I'm Cause. scared because Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come it. back. And this mystery contest will be taking place when we return. You don't have to do anything other than text Beatles to 39333 to find out how you can be a part of this. I'm going to be doing all the main work here. I don't even know what it is yet. I know Andre Gardner is involved from yes. you know the Beatles guru is going to be a part of this. And it's win tickets for the 11th. It's a Friday show uh, for the Philly Pops Presents Pops, Rocks, Let It Be at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. For our listeners, uh, when you text the word Beatles, it's not the insect Beatles that you want. It's B-E-A-T-L-E-S. And we, we had a few of those. Just the wanted band. to clarify. Yes, yes. The band, yes. All you right. might have heard of them. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll do that whole thing. Stay with us. We'll return shortly. 
on Rock Breakdown. Elton John's close call in flight, Eddie Vedder's tribute to a fellow Seattle legend, and down with the sickness as a doo-wop ditty. Rock Breakdown, all the rock news you need in about two minutes. Watch it now on Instagram or WMMR.com. So I totally forgot when I woke up this morning. I'm way out of it today, and I should have worn a Beatles shirt today. I did not. However, I have this jacket that my mother got me for uh-huh. my birthday. My mom and sister did. So it's a it's a Letterman jacket, but it has the gigantic Beatles logo on the back of it. It's pretty awesome. I get a lot. Of, I get a lot of comments on this. Yeah. I was at um, I was eating lunch. I was at a Panera with my daughter, and a woman comes over and she goes, "I saw your Beatles jacket." And she goes, "I just want to let you know, I actually saw the Beatles play." Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. And, she's like, and I met John Lennon. It was really, was it really Yoko? Cool. It was a great story. It was not Yoko. Oh. Uh, I was another woman. That's very cool. And she was so happy to uh, to share the story. Yeah, and why wouldn't you she, be? She had yeah. seen him at uh, JFK Stadium. Jeez. And uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty awesome. That is that cool. Is I wish in hindsight I would have asked her, could you actually hear them? <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, yeah. there were people screaming during right. the, the shows and everything. So I was curious. that, But maybe another time. Maybe I'll run into him. Okay. I don't know what to do here. So we're going to call this contest. I just made it uh, uh, called an audible here, Casey. Let it be a Beatles contest. That's what we're going to call it. And uh, obviously, this is something that you love the Beatles. Uh, We are giving away... Uh, tickets to see, and you're gonna. What, what day are you hosting, by the way? Um, I believe I'm gonna be on that Saturday on the 12th. Okay, when I'm stopping by there. Yep. All right. So, uh, as we said before, we're gonna give you. I'm gonna explain this all, and we have a special guest, by the way. He'll be on in just a second. Preston, we're gonna give you a specific category. You can have 30 seconds to list as many items in that category from the Beatles catalog. The song catalog. Okay. Now, if you're listening, as we said before, you can text Beatles to three nine three three three. You're going to see the categories before, <clears throat> excuse me, Preston does. Guess a number on how many you think Preston will be able to get per category. Guess and low. Be, yeah, you, you, <laughs> guess low be because I'm, uh, I'm low on energy today. Yeah. One winner who guesses the right number will be selected by Marissa and win those tickets uh, to see uh, the, uh, the the performance. So uh, it's just that easy. Take a few seconds to do that. And when we thought about this, we thought who would be the ultimate arbiter? Who would be able to really help us decide the uh, efficacy of your answers, the exactness of your answers. And we got him right here in the building, Andre Gardner from our sister station, WMGK. Andre Gardner! Hey, man, good morning. Good morning. This is exciting, man. I always say you're the expert. I'm the fan. You're going to do so well. Oh, I I don't believe that for a second, man. I do not believe that. Hey, by the way, I want to point something out. The reason we're playing these 8-bit versions of Beatles songs is because on our YouTube channel, if you play the actual music, (laughs) they'll they'll shut shut off the audio. (laughs) So we're hoping this works. I don't know. But you can can tune in and watch Andre now as he is uh, via Zoom. And you can watch it on our YouTube channel. You can see my awesome jacket. I'll turn around and flash it one more time before we do this. So, Andre, have you ever gone? Have you the Philly Pops presents Pops Rocks? Let it be. Are you going to be there for any of this? I know you're a no, massive. No, I'm going to be there this time. But I did have the the, uh, the privilege of uh, conducting them a couple of years ago, and then Preston and I worked together on an event uh, several years ago as well. They're wonderful people. And yeah. Gosh, Beatles so beautifully in that venue. It's a wonderful place to hear Beatles music. Andre yeah. and I did a great uh, question uh, Q and A. Oh, uh, that's uh, right. Yeah, yes, at, at, uh, for uh, right. uh, for people there, and it was it was a really good time. All right, so um, Press, you met that lady who actually saw the Beatles in concert, which is a really really amazing thing to have happened to her. You obviously never saw the Beatles, but 
How many Beatles have you actually seen perform live? I've seen uh, both Paul and Ringo. Okay. And, in fact, I ran into Andre at, at uh, the Ringo show at the Tower uh, a few years ago, which was just so much fun. I rank it way up there in my concert experience. But never George. Nope, never got to see George. How about you, Andre? No, I never got to see George. I spent all my money on Elton John, who was uh, in December 74. George was in November 74. And I had to choose, and don't ask me why I picked Elton John. I loved Elton <laughs> Yeah, oh, listen, man, certainly. Man. No, it's legit, absolutely. So that's cool. So we can get started. You yeah. guys good to go. You're going to get 30 seconds, as I said before, right. Preston. I'm taking my jacket off because it's too hot. I need to think, <laughs> need to think properly. Uh, Andre, uh, just hold one second, but we're going to let you in a second announce each category as we go. At the moment, Andre announces the category, Preston. You'll have 30 seconds. We're going to have Nick... And Kathy, record your answers. She'll be doing it real time. Okay. Think of five and ten with a Beatles spin on it. Okay, so question. So when, when you give me the category, I give you song titles? You're going to give us... And- all things Beatles. You'll hear in, it in, the category. in just the Beatle category. Okay, yeah. it's all Beatles. It's not solo work. It's just Beatles category. Okay, catalog, I should say. Uh, but but what I mean is is it, okay. Never mind. You'll get okay. the direction. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll hear yeah, yeah, it in yeah. the uh, in said category. Okay. All right. So okay. so what we're going to do is we're going to do that. And Andre, when, once Andre gives the category, the clock will start and we'll let it go, and then we will determine. Hopefully, again with uh, Andre's expertise as well and Nick's research capabilities. Uh, with how much you got in that. I think you're going to do really well on this. I think that's the general consensus. So uh, I'm going to throw it to you, Andre. You're going to announce the category. The clock will start 30 seconds. Hit the first one, Andre. Okay, good. It, uh, first off, is who's uh, keeping track of the score, Nick? It's um, both Nick and Kathy. Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're doubling okay. all of our efforts. So I'm, I am and Kathy is, and so we're going to okay. do our best to be as thorough as humanly possible here. Okay. All right, Preston. Yes. 30 seconds. Name me any and all people or characters in Beatles songs. Go! Oh, Alright, uh, Dr. Robert, uh, Polythene Pam, uh, you have, uh, Anna, uh, Michelle, um, you have, um, mm, uh, The Sun King, uh, you have, uh, mm, uh, 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 Sergeant Pepper, um, yes. you have, uh, uh, Billy Shears, uh, you have, um, mm, <laughs> we'll see, who else? Uh, uh, uh Mean Mr. Mustard, um, uh, oh man, oh man, oh man. Um, okay. That was not bad. That was, really that was not bad at all. all right. I, got eight or no? I got eight. I got eight. I got eight as well. And Andre, uh, as far as I could tell, every answer that Preston gave was a legit answer. Did you hear anything where you would okay. disagree? Everything was fine. I was hoping for a Vera Chuck and Dave, but mm. Preston did <laughs> That's one of my favorite songs, so that's by the way, when I'm 64. Marissa is going to go through the uh, the those who uh, entered the contest vis-a-vis the text, mm-hmm. and we'll select it. I guess we can do that all at the end, right? Just proceed. All right, so we're going to move on to the next category, Andre. We're going to ask you to announce that. The clock will start. And you, you, honestly, first first round, very good, Preston. I was happy with that. Yeah, have it, uh, have a go at it, Andre. Announce the second category for Preston. Okay, Preston, name me any and all locations in Beatles songs. Go. Strawberry Fields and uh, Penny Lane. Um, oh, <laughs> does the bathroom window count? No. Let's see. Um, uh, um, oh, I want to say the Mersey, but no, that's not it. That's uh, Jerry and the Pacemakers. Um, locations. Uh, 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 um, uh, no, that doesn't work. 
Oh, my God. Eiffel Tower. Uh, How about the USSR? Yeah. Yeah. USSR, Black Mine Hills of Dakota, Cast oh. Iron Shore. Albert Hall. Albert Hall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I sucked on you that. You only got three locations. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Is that supposed to mean something? It's uh, from that awesome commercial. Two locations. Two locations. Um, okay. All right. So three, and they were all legit, though, Andre. They passed muster. 100%. Okay. All right. I'm glad you're here to, to verify these things, Andre, because I could be throwing a bunch of stuff out and these guys might not know. <laughs> if I'm even and we right. said, no, yeah. this guy's going to try to game us. We have to have protection here. All well, right. So, I mean, Andre has the definitive knowledge, but, uh, you know, Nick and, and Kathy actually have, like, definitive lists uh, that uh, have been uh, researched. Yeah. And Do you have some one that... Well, one that came to mind, Andre, that I love when, when it's sung is the Isle of Wight. I don't know why, but every time, like, and I learned what the Isle of Wight was because of the Beatles. Oh, and that's from when I'm 64 as well. Yeah. Yeah. We'll vacation yep. at the... the were, there, year, were there others in the list that you encountered? Sure, yeah. Abbey Road, South Dakota, uh, the hills oh. of Black, uh, you know, Black Hills of South Dakota with Rocky Raccoon, Penny Lane, which is one I think that you yes, said. At, did, the, yeah. at the very end there, I yep. said the Eiffel Tower. Would yes. that have counted? I am the walrus? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, sure, uh, because similarly to Pilcher climbing up the Eiffel Tower. Yep. Absolutely. All right, Andre, how about this? Uh, a location within the benefit for Mr. Kite. Of Mr. Oh, Kite. Oh, uh, Bishop's Gate. There we go. Thank you. There we go. Yep. See? See? Could have gotten that one. What about a day in the life? You, you have a, a mention. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, Lancashire. Right. Uh, Lancashire. Uh, Albert Hall. Albert Hall. Oxford, Lancashire. Yep. And the House of Lords also, which is one that I didn't know, but that would have been a location. Same song, yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So that's three. Stellar first round. Okay. Second round. All right, but we're, we're doing okay, and we're going to move on to the third. Andre, again, 30 seconds for you, Preston, when you hear it. Andre, give us the third category. I, I think he's going to kill this one. Preston, name me any and all one-word Beatles song titles. Oh. Go. All right, uh, Michelle. Um, uh, oh, man. <laughs> oh, uh, one-word Beatles songs. Revolution. Um yeah. This is, I don't know why this, I'm blanking on this. Uh, money, no, that's... No, that's that, Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Money, that was what I want. That was okay. a song. Um, one word, Beatle titles. Something. Yeah. All right, All right. sorry, man. Help? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. See, when you're not, and this goes to it, when you are playing it, uh, the pressure's on. Yep. It's so effing hard. So to our earlier point about Pat Sajak saying, mm-hmm. you know, have a heart with these contestants. <laughs> yeah. that what, what, is, what are some of the ones I missed, Andre? <laughs> right, so Preston got three. He got uh, Michelle Revolution and uh, something. Uh, mine, uh, uh, yeah, some Julia, Yesterday, uh, Misery. Oh, my God. Uh, Blackbird, Piggies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday? How did I miss that? Oh. Taxman. Taxman. Because was on there. Andre, okay. you said Flying Right Piggies, uh, Birthday, Wait, Misery, Rain, Matchbox. Uh, gir- <sighs> yeah, so... Um, Quite a few, but yeah, not, and, and the money that I was going for was uh, money. That's what I want. Right, right, right. That's, right. Uh, that's the full yeah. title. All right, all right, all right. So listen, I was on the spot. Uh-huh. Number one, awesome. Second and third categories, not so much, but four. I think mm-hmm. this is where you're going to have a home run here. Because by the way, how many are there? If you don't mind me, so asking. we have four, but we can go to six if you feel comfortable yeah. and confident. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah. All right, and Andre's, uh, uh, you know, obviously a great source of information here. So I'm going to say, uh, Andre. Introduce the fourth category for Preston. I absolutely will. Preston, name me any and all animals in Beatles songs. All right. Uh, Hey, Bulldog. Um, uh, Octopus's Garden. Uh, I guess I can just say the animals. Um, Let's see. Uh, 
Um, now I'm just thinking of random animals yes. in my head. Uh, pig, piggies, piggies. Um, um, Man, That's it. a whole bunch have already horse. been named today. Blackbird. Yeah. Yeah. Blackbird yeah. from the floor. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Henry the Horse from uh, Mr. Kite. Oh, yes. Rocky Raccoon. Ah! <laughs> Free as a bird. Just yeah. a bird. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, you want to get a little Others? more. Others? Current. You said walrus, right? Uh, oh, my no, God. I am a walrus. <laughs> yeah. There's a horse in uh, Benefit. Uh, yeah, you already said it. Oh, Henry, he did Henry it. the yeah. Horse. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. <laughs> I suck. How many did I get on that? Three. Uh, three. Again. Three. Yeah. All right. We have two. We have two more. Yeah. Let's do them. I got to redeem All myself. Right. I feel something's coming. I did so well on the first one. All right. Listen. That's it's it's. Uh, I think you're going to refine your your pacing here. here Actually, is the, the, the 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 I think the silver lining here is that people are winning. So. They're winning. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. So okay. Again, <laughs> that's what we have to remember here. But if, again, if you're pres- just tuning in. I did really well on the first one. <laughs> just to reset, it's called Let It Be a Beatles Contest. Preston is playing uh, the game. Andre uh, Garner from our sister station, WMGK, is uh, wonderfully serving as our judge and helping us with this. And people are winning tickets to see the Philly Pops Presents Pops Rocks. Uh, Let It Be on March 11th at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. And uh, more info and tickets for shows are at phillypops.org slash let it be. So uh, we're going to go now with the fifth category. Andre, would you announce that, please? Okay, this is a good one for the Beatles aficionado, Preston. Okay. Can you name me every guest musician who's played on a Beatles song? Wow. All right, Eric Clapton. Uh, You have uh, Billy Preston. Um, who else would, those are the two that come to mind. The only ones I got. Um, guest musicians. Well, there was tons of people that played orchestral, uh, uh, instruments, but I never knew their names. That's the thing. Um, no, not Elton John. He did stuff with John Solo. Yeah, we left out the solo. Um, that, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. All right. I was surprised to learn, and Andre, can you back this up? There there were a number of musicians that actually, that were known musicians. Oh, Brian Jones played on, uh, you know my name, look up the number, played saxophone, played saxophone on that. Saxophone. Yeah. Hey, hey. Uh, Nicky Hopkins, legendary uh, session man, played on Revolution, the fast version of Revolution. There was a, a, uh, Andre, Steel which... Bromberg. The only woman to ever play on a Beatles recording played the harp on She's Leaving Home. Saw an interview with her. Yeah, she was great. Andre, okay. what about the Marianne Faithful? What song was that? Marianne Faithful was rumored to be singing backgrounds in that, but I'm still not 100% convinced. <laughs> she might have been there for All You Need Is Love. Okay. She might have mm-hmm. been there for half the Beatles songs in 1965. What about Donovan? Donovan, that's another one. I don't think uh, for He's sure. He's on there. Yeah, he was on uh, the, it's on the w- Wikipedia page. Donovan was on there as well as, I mean, Yoko Ono counts. As well as uh, uh, Harry Harrison, Mick, Harrison sang, uh, Mick Jagger, uh, Keith Richards, both. What songs did they mention? Case was that all you need is love? Though because they recorded that live. Oh, that's right. That's there was a whole there was a whole group yeah. of people there, yeah. and Donovan was Baby probably on that. Mick is singing on "Baby You're a Rich Man." Okay, all right, got all right. Two. Uh, Linda McCartney was on the list. Uh, George Martin, obviously, uh, and then David Mason is different than Dave Mason, right? That's a yes. Yeah, so Penny Lane. Okay. The uh, button. Oh, trumpet player. Okay. All right. One more that I didn't know. Keith Moon. 
What did Keith Moon play on? What did he play on? Uh, it, no, it had to be Hard Day's Love, right? That's what. Yeah, that's again. Maybe that's just a rumor, but Keith Moon's uh, name popped up yeah, on this list. Like, All right, is in there. I mean, my goodness. So the way the story was behind that, uh, Andre, was that they had they had uh, pre-recorded the instrumentation of that song, right? And then they were. Um, and and they were lips. Well, I guess they were. Were they singing live or part of it live when they did that TV experience? And That's right. It? Paul's yeah. bass playing was live. Uh, the background vocals were live. Most of the stuff was overdubbed, though. But, okay. Uh, yeah. And then of course, so, the reverie. In the background. If right. you were in the audience singing along, I guess that considered that's considered part of. No, I find that kind of bogus. All right. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's true. Right. Now, we started yeah. with the ones we thought that had more merit, but these are the ones that are going to be a little bit harder. Still, as Casey pointed out, people are winning, and we're going to do right. the final category. Andre, would you announce that? Okay, Preston, can you name me Beatles songs that mention a color in them? Ooh, Beatles songs that mention a color in them. Wow. Uh, For You Blue. Spice. Um, uh, Well, there's the White Album, but, you know, I guess that doesn't count. (laughs) Anytime a color at all is mentioned. Uh, Babies in Black. Nice. Um, Oh, uh, 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 All Together Now. Mentions uh, pink, green, orange, blue, whole bunch of things. Yeah. So does that count as one or yeah, uh, as one? Okay. Um, uh, oh, uh, 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 yellow submarine. Um, yes. How about? Uh, okay. I feel better about oh, that. That's Black good. Bird, That's good. Black you start. You, you were on a, on so a bit of a roll. Flowers of yellow and green from ah. Lucy in the sky. Yeah. Hey, uh, Andre, are we going to accept white album? Mm-mm. I'm not going to accept that because it was songs yeah. that mentioned color. Right. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't let you accept that. He's being no a stickler, and we appreciate that. I mean, I get on that I one. Four on that one. Okay. Well, so pink, green, orange, blue, that was all one? That's all one song. Yeah. All right, yeah. so then, yeah. yeah, so four. Okay, so uh, number one, clearly your strongest uh, subject, which is people and characters in the Beatles songs. Yes. Uh, so we finish off with that. Um, anyone you'd like to try as you've thought about it to do a little bit more? <laughs> Oh, uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Andre, how do you think you would have I mean, done? I, I would like to keep playing this game. Oh, okay. yeah. other categories, you know. But Andre, what's that? Andre, can you, can you just off the top of your head come up with a, a category that... It's the Jeopardy syndrome. Yeah. I would have completely blanked. I would have gotten one or two in every category, and I would have looked, like, really bad. Can you give us a category that you think Preston would just improv one if one comes to mind and see if, how well Preston would do with it? So he he, oh, he feels he still yeah. has still has some fight in him. Okay, uh, let's see. Can you uh, name? Oh boy, see, I'm, I'm on the top how, of my head. How about Beatles try. songs that expressly mention love? Oh my God! Okay, okay. Oh my God, that's like mm-hmm. that, that just mention love. Yeah, just mention love. Not necessarily in the title. Not necessarily in the title. All right, here we go. Uh, all you need is love. Uh, love me do. Um, uh, God, they say love in almost every other song. Uh, let's see. Um, now I'm, th- I'm thinking it of sucks. titles. It sucks, doesn't it? Um, Can't Buy Me Love. Um, you'd have to go through the lyrics. I'm going to just do titles. Okay. Uh, um, uh, uh, well, the word has love, so we'll get that in there because the word oh, is love. Um, how about, um, oh, man. Yeah, that's all right. That's four. It's not that's bad. Okay. Yeah. Andre, you want to add any? I'm all right with that. I thought of one, but I don't know. If, I thought of a category, but I don't know. If the okay, let's do it. The category. Yes, do it. Yep. Bring it on. All right. How about Beatles songs that mention other Beatles songs in the, t- in the <laughs> lyrics? Okay. All right. Uh, all you need is love. 
let's see. Um, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Um, that's the only one I know. Um, or, no, I was thinking. I can think of two others. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Savoy Truffle, uh, Obla D Blood, Obla Die mentions. Uh, yeah. Glass Onion, he says Lady Madonna trying to make ends meet. Oh, yeah, Glass Onion, totally. Because uh, they right. mentioned a walrus, too. And um, what what song was it? Uh, wait, uh, what's, the, what's the mention in, in Savoy Truffle? Uh, you know about Obla D Blood, maybe show me what you are. Okay, all right. Those are good, too. Yeah. yeah. I love this stuff. All right, what about, <laughs> I love this See, stuff. Preston never gets, oh, right? very rarely, we do a contest called uh, Preston Elliott's Rock Trivia that no one will play with him. Right. Uh, and he, because he seldom gets to be the MC of the, uh, he gets, seldom always gets to MC. be the contestant. Yeah. Yeah. He's always right. the MC. What about Beatles songs? Time for one more? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, okay, and then I have another one, one that, that a listener suggested. Right. Okay, go ahead, Andre. Beatles songs, longer than five minutes. Huh. All right. Hey, Jude. Um, Revolution number nine. I'm guessing that's more than five minutes. You can check. Oh, yeah. Uh, eight, is, is, uh, um, <laughs> is, you know Thank my you. name, look up the number, more than five minutes? Uh, the that's anthology a long song. 542. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll count it. Um, <laughs> oh, you, I know I'm geeking. Side two of Abbey Road. <laughs> I always consider ah, that one the medley. medley. Yeah, medley. All right. No, the times are listed on the album separately, so no, it doesn't. Count. Okay. Doesn't count. <laughs> Damn it, Andre. <laughs> That's why we have Andre here. All right. A day so, in the life. A day in the life. Want you, she's uh, so heavy. And she's yes, 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 yes. Very much so. And you <laughs> knew our chuckles were about uh, you knowing the exact time. Yes. <laughs> hey, nerd, nerd, nerd. Yes. Uh, <laughs> hey, nerd hey, hey, Jude. Sort of was a was a. Um, was sort of a first, right? Because it was was it not the the longest song played on radio, radio at that time? A hit radio, the second one, second it was one, the second one. They actually brought up the possibility of editing the song. McCartney's like MacArthur Park's not edited by Richard Harris. Right. Don't touch, Andre. Andre, I have a question for you. Uh, is it um, technically legal to play the medley on Abbey Road uh, out of succession or out of order? It, like, <gasps> can you? Because I can't, I can't do it. But I don't know if if a radio DJ would be allowed to get away with that. If you have uh, alternate takes of each of the songs like I do, you can play them in any way. We have some good ca- uh, categories. This just came in that were suggested by you, you both want to play together and see what, how many you could accrue. There, well, let's have him sure. play his own because there's a little delay you can hear here, and it wouldn't be right. fair if we were to play. So have, give, give Andre his I'm own gonna, I'm going to give Andre here. I'll give you this one, Andre. I think you'll do quite well. All right. Oh, this shit. is Stadiums the Beatles have played. Go. Wow. Well, uh, JFK Stadium, uh, Shea Stadium, uh, Candlestick Park, uh, Atlanta Stadium. I can't remember the name. Cleveland Stadium. I can't remember the name. Uh, they didn't play Soldier Field in Chicago. Uh, they played uh, the, the Budokan. Is that a stadium? No, that's not a stadium. Right? Uh, the Day <laughs> Sport in Paris, 1965. Uh, the one in Adelaide, Australia. What was that called? <laughs> uh, that was pretty bad. Yeah, all right, that listen, bad. that was not bad that at all. Uh, how many? How many? That's seven because we're counting the cities. You you name the cities, I and mean, they have a stadium. Yeah. You should just Dude, they guys. played every city. Shut up. They played every city. He knew, he knew that he played the stadiums right. in that city, and he and he tossed in the date for Adelaide. Yeah, he, he knew the year. He gave the times of the songs. He got special consideration. He also mm. said that they... Let's see. Singapore, France. Well, you, know, you said that China. they didn't How about play countries they played? Yeah. 
you said that they didn't play soldiers, so you know you could have just said Chicago and. There we go. Yeah. All right, right Preston, here's one from you. All right, one for me. This is a tech suggestion. I think this is one that's very good and one that you can do very well on. I'm guessing that. Preston, in 30 seconds, name people on the cover of Sergeant Peppers. Oh, my God. Uh, Muhammad Ali, uh, John Paul, George, and Ringo. They count. Yes, they do. They're people. Um, you know what? There's, I don't know. I, I've never, I haven't spent Marilyn Monroe. Okay. Well, don't give me any answers. Uh, I don't. I don't really. I haven't. I haven't dissected that album and who all's on there because there's a lot of old people from history that I that I don't even know who they are. So I don't know. Andre, you want to rattle off a couple of them that you might know? Uh, Mary Pickford, uh, Shirley Temple, Alistair Crowley, uh, Charlie Chaplin. Oh, Fred Astaire. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. That's a good. All right. one. And then we have one final one here. Okay. As, uh, and uh, I want it. You got it. And I think you're going to do well. In 30 seconds, Preston, name Beatles songs written by George. Oh, okay. Uh, In order. Something um, for you, Blue. Um, uh, oh, man, why am I drawing a blank right now? Not now. <laughs> uh, Safoy Truffle. Piggies. Uh, um Trying to think of earlier stuff. Uh, think you get back? Well, no. Now no, you're throwing me off. Um, Santa's got to go. Yeah, Santa's got to go. I was saying the, not the uh, not the song "Get Back," but the uh, the document. Okay. Yeah, I All was. Right. That's where I, I thought yeah. of a couple. Don't bother me. You like me too much. So he wrote "Don't Bother Me." Tax man. So yeah, I was just tax man. The Beatles song "Tax Man." Love you too. Blue Jay Way. Blue Jay Way. While my guitar suddenly weeps. Long, long, long. Yeah. Okay. There you go. All right. All right. That's good. Solid. Right, Excellent. Hey, up. by the way, Andre, before we wrap, I saw a picture of you, and speaking of, uh, you know, Breakfast with the Beatles, your longtime program, uh, Helen Light from uh, WXPN has announced her retirement, and she originated Breakfast with the Beatles, correct? The first Breakfast with the Beatles in the country, 1976. Wow. I was tuned in from week one, and nobody... Nobody did it like Helen. Wow, that's awesome. No kidding. Uh, she had been, uh, I think, 50 years in Philly uh, working in radio. That's right. One of the first women on rock radio in Philadelphia. I can only think of Maureen Flaherty as being before her, but, I mean, she was a pioneer in this town. She's going to keep doing her podcast, okay. trying to light everything, and I love her to death, and I just wish her nothing but the best. Yeah, that's just awesome. read, reading a little bit about her, her history, WIOQ is where she started. She moved to MMR. Uh, and then over to uh, MGK, where Andre is now, and then ended up uh, at XPN. Uh, and uh, it says here that uh, that was more than 30 years ago and has served as that midday host uh, and uh, the assistant program director. And, uh, yeah, she's she's hanging it up. That is a hell of a career right there. And to start breakfast with the Beatles, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, man. and it's, it's it's a wonderful thing. By the way, uh, Preston, to point out, do you have a, uh, a McCartney bass behind you there? Uh, is that a Hofner bass? I do, yes. It's a 19, uh, 1970 Hofner bass. Wow. That my brother gave to me and that my wife uh, got completely refurbished in 1988. It's one of my most precious possessions. It's pretty amazing. I don't play it, but it's a great conversation <laughs> Do you play the bass? I do. I play the bass and guitar, and keyboards and drums. I'm a uh, I'm a uh, basement musician. I've made albums. I made records, but you'll never hear them. I, yeah, I see the reel to reel. I see the four track back in there. Studio here. I've got yeah. the dad wow here in the studio. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Andre. Wow. Excellent. Well, listen, you are uh, you're a Renaissance man. You got your hands in all kinds of stuff, dude. And we appreciate you. Uh, jumping on and help me out with this. I didn't do too much of a great showing, but I knew it would be difficult. But people won regardless. People yeah. went. Now, how do they win? 
They What's actually the oh. they submitted their numbers. I have yep. the winners here. All right. I, I, let's let's thank uh, Andre and Andre. Sam. Andre. 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 Catch him on 1029 WMGK, our sister station. And so here we go. Uh, people had to, how did they, how did they potentially win? They picked the numbers per category that they thought you'd get. And the people that got the numbers were randomly selected. All right. So, uh, characters in Beatles songs, uh, the winner is RJ Horos from Harleysville. Hey! See, I got eight on that one. You that rocked that one. one. Yeah. Locations in Beatles songs. That prize goes to Cicely Sierranza from Falcroft or Sierranca. Uh, I got three right on that one. Um, of the one-word Beatles song titles, Mike Shavney from Drexel Hill is the winner. I got three there. Uh, Animals in Beatles songs. Kristen Stites from Levittown won. I got three right on that one. Yes. And then the worst category of all, guest musicians who played on Beatles albums. And I got two of those right. Neil Ringer from Abington won that. And Beatles songs that mention a color in the lyrics. Patricia Whitney from Pine Hill, New Jersey. Everyone will be contacted via email, and you will get tickets to the Phillies. Philly Pops presents Pops Rocks Let It Be on March 11th at the Kimmel Cultural Campus, which, of course, is celebrating the Beatles' final release. And the Fab Four's greatest hits are going to be performed live with a full orchestra. More information and tickets for the show, uh, which is the 11th through the 13th at phillypops.org slash let it be. I will be there on that Saturday of that performance. And I want to thank Marissa Magnata. It was her idea. She did a great job. To do the contest. Doing the whole thing. Did you have fun? I had a lot, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. I want to do this again sometime. <laughs> okay, Let's we find will. something else I'm good at. And and and, uh, and try and make that work. So, uh, but thank you guys. I, I love playing games. That's excellent. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a second. So make sure you hang with us. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD too. The MMR Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Uh, a couple of quick shout-outs, if you don't mind. Uh, I got this one from Devin Brisbane. And it says, hey, Preston, my name's Devin. Grew up in Kensington, now reside in Westchester. Just want to give a shout-out to you guys. I started listening to you guys when I was 18 as a roofer. And I've been off uh, since I moved around a lot for the following six years. Excuse me. But uh, I'm back up here in the Philly area. And you guys have all have been all that I listen to uh, when I'm driving around at work, struggling with severe depression. Uh, the past few months have been easier knowing that when I'm able to get myself out of bed for work, I can spend all day in a van being entertained by you guys. You guys are so funny and down to earth, and I love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. By the way, Casey, I feel like you and I could have a great conversation about football. You seem like a cool person to speak to. That's oh, no, awesome. All That's right. so let's, nice. Uh, let's get together. And he says, P.S. I do a mean Michael Jackson impression. He he. <laughs> uh, so, Devin, here's a shout out. Hang in there, buddy. Hang Absolutely. in there, Absolutely. Thanks so much. Hang in there. Uh, and then another one is from Julianne McTacky, and she wants to shout out for her son, Maximus, which would make his, make his name Maximus McTacky. Yeah. And that those are two X's. He has X in his first name and X in the last name. That's pretty cool. Uh, he's 10 years old and attends Lincoln Elementary School in Bethlehem, PA. Uh, and she goes on to tell the story about how um, her husband, uh, the boy's father, was uh, had to go to the hospital and spend a couple of weeks there. And she goes, I remember him telling me during one drive, Mommy, I don't understand a lot of it. 
Uh, but I like these guys. They just talk about normal things. <laughs> Ever since then, we're uh, that we we're in the car. Max asks me to turn on Preston and Steve. He's Aww. become such a big fan uh, that on Friday and Saturday nights, he asks if I can drive him around to see the city lights and listen to Preston and Steve. Wow. Fridays are only our favorites because uh, we both giggle along uh, to the music you use to introduce the movie openings. It's funny every time. And he asked me to let you know how much he loves you. And I'm also writing to uh, thank you for keeping his and my spirits during a hard couple of weeks. It made all the difference and to have something to laugh about. So that's from Julianne Mixtacky for Maximus Mixtacky. Here's a short out. Wow, so Maximus is probably in our younger... A demo, demo, right? That's mm-hmm. pretty wild. A 10-year-old. Well, listen, I met this other girl, uh, this woman in a, uh, a giant uh, in Harleysville yeah. parking lot, and she recognized me, and she's like, you're pressing. I go, yeah. And she goes, oh, my gosh. She goes, I, I love you guys. Come over here. You have to meet my daughter. I was going to be like a teenager. She was in like a child seat. Oh, my God. Oh, in the car. I love it. Like pre-K, like a little girl. That's great. And she's like, oh, my God, she loves you guys. She listens all the time. Aww. And I took a picture with her. Are you she saying? Had a little Elsa doll and everything. It was really sweet. We're smart enough to entertain a child like I that? Because so. I always thought we were pretty stupid. Mm, uh, That's awesome. I have uh, two quick ones as well, if you don't mind. The first is for our buddy Jason Burton. It's his birthday today. Hey. He turns... 50 years old. Wow. Happy birthday, Jason. He's it's a big one. Guy. Yeah, and uh, he's been to a lot of events over the years. And the second is to a very special young man uh, who brought me some cookies. And his name is Bill Weston. Uh. And I just wanted to thank our boss because we had a meeting a couple weeks ago and cookies were not available at that meeting. There was another meeting yesterday. And Bill and I have been chatting about this for like two weeks. He set three cookies aside, brought them, and left them here for me yesterday. So that was really nice. Was nice. For your cookies. It. Don't choke on them. He, wow. Bill relaying the story because we had our meeting and the cookies weren't there. And Everyone was kind of going, well, where are the cookies? Right. Yeah. And then Bill described, like, waking up in a cold sweat, like, the cookies! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. He woke up in the middle yeah, and he yeah. forgot. The cookies! They didn't even arrive. <laughs> the cookies! Cookies! Okay. Um, so I have a few different stories to go through, and I think uh, we need to have the stream of consciousness nerve. <laughs> oh, crap. I forget what this is. I don't know. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, I think it's this. Uh, Hang on a second. Uh, we need we need a musical cue, and I'm sorry. It's a new character, by the way, the stream of consciousness on right. you, Casey. Because tomorrow we do the uh, we'll, we'll do the juncture R. I think it's this one. And so, all right, is this the stream of consciousness, Nur? Yeah, I guess so. All right, variety of stories. You know, loves this stuff, Chuck. He loves all of our subcategories, uh, stories that don't link together whatsoever. Uh, so, if you're, I think this is our song, by the way, Casey. If you're tired of your desk job, perhaps you will be intrigued by a recent career listing from the Department of the Interior's U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and the position that is available, Grizzly Bear Conflict Manager. Wait, oh. what? Yes. So you kind of, if there are two, say, uh, 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 grizzly bears are having a marital spat. Right. You need you to step in. in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. You're the, me- you're the the moderator or the mediator, I guess, would be the proper term. Fufu, how does it make you feel when Gumbo says that? Uh, the salary range for the job is 79363 to $103,176. Will they year. cover the cost of your funeral? It's very specific. Yeah. Uh, and the location is flexible within 100 miles of a few towns in Montana. Hmm. Uh, so, according to this story, bears do fight with each other, like when they... It's com- petty office stuff, though, right? <laughs> ...compete for a mate, uh, but as a pretty solitary species, uh, the need for a third-party arbitrator is low. Instead, grizzly Listen, bear... I just want to know that I'm being heard. <laughs> That's all that I want. Insta- I don't need you to fix it. I just want you to feel what I'm feeling. 
Uh, instead, grizzly bear conflict is usually defined as scuttles between bears. Isn't and, that a candy? And pro- no, that's Skittles. Skittles. Oh, I'm uh, a bear. Give me a break. Scuttles between bears and property or humans. And that includes livestock predation and unexpected yeah. encounters like having one turn up in your backyard because you left the garbage out or if you run into one while hiking. Well, you've been re- reporting on a story that would pertain to this kind of position, the uh, the, the big 500-pounder. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Tahoe. Jack. No. Well, isn't it? No, it's like Hank. Hank. Hank, yeah. Hank the Tank. Hank and they're the about yeah. to put him down thinking that he was breaking into houses and he wasn't. Yep. Uh, you when, need a bear advocate. When a grizzly conflict is reported and the grizzly in question is still on the lamb, often that bear will be trapped. And well, I love some lamb. Sometimes the bear... <laughs> no, no, no. It's, a, it's an expression. Yeah, hi, this is Hank. I would like to order some lamb. Uh, sometimes the bear will simply be released. Sometimes it'll be relocated uh, away from a ranch or a place with livestock. Or... I'd like San Juan. If no other... <laughs> no other option is available, the bear might have to be euthanized. Uh, Tim Manley, the recently retired... I'm Tim Manley! Uh, uh, grizzly Manley. bear conflict specialist uh, who worked in northwest Montana managing grizzlies for 30 years uh, said that uh, 2021 was one of his busiest years. And what, what specifically was was a bear incursions into populated areas? Or Human was... bear conflict is go. on the rise, right. including bear attacks. So, yeah. As bear populations continue to increase, interactions with bears and humans are only going to get more common. So they're looking for somebody to have that job, and it could be a six-figure payout. If you're so I can see the one, one bear sitting at one end of the couch and the other bear at the other end. It's, you know, <laughs> trying to hash things out. Yeah. My son applied for a job out west uh, for this summer. It's a youth conservation corps in Yellowstone National Park. And, Whoa. Uh, yeah, what? and, and so uh, he'd be basically like a junior park ranger. Uh, but one of the things, I'm not kidding, one of the things that they put on the like the application process is, do you have a fear of bears? Because right. you're out yeah. in the wild and you're in you're in Yellowstone and there are grizzlies in Yellowstone. So. Oh, right. well, you told us he was looking for a summer job. I was thinking like lifeguarding or... Yeah. yeah. It's a National hey, Park Service program. What level of fear? What human being right. doesn't have a fear? would be afraid <laughs> of a bear in the wild? I guess I mean, like you know, I mean, mortifying, you can't go outside the cabin type of fear. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I have a fear of great white sharks. <laughs> right. right. Okay. Right. If the, I mean, how, how about you man up? All right, well, it's just gri- a, a bear that can rip you to shreds. <laughs> Grizzly bear conflict manager. All right, let's get to another stream of consciousness there. <laughs> story for you. Uh, this is a follow-up story. I found this important to mention because this was in the Bizarre File, and if I hear that things are, um, you know, fudged a little bit, I like to make good on that. Yes, yeah. Uh, med- medical experts are calling out a rotten batch of news articles that wrongly claim that spoiled leftover Chinese food food caused a teen to develop a life-threatening infection. So that was inaccurate. Within hours. <laughs> yes, thank you, Mr. Bear. I'm just hanging around. Uh, which <laughs> led to the amputation of both his legs below the knees and uh, parts or all of his ten, ten of his fingers. So in support of you, I saw that reported as the culprit in virtually every article I read. Yeah, there's a follow-up now. So yeah. in reality, the 19-year-old male suffered a rare and extremely severe complication from a blood infection with a bacterium that causes uh, meningococcal disease. The bacterium, uh, uh, known as uh, Neisseria meningitis, is not foodborne, and its its incubation period is longer than just a few hours. What do they believe so, the culprit was? They think he had some other interaction okay. and, and got it from somewhere else. It just so happened to coincide with, with that food. eating this stuff, too. So uh, the the N-meningitis harmlessly colonized 
uh, colonize the noses and throats of about 10% of people. All right, so harmlessly it will do that. It spreads through very close contact and directly swapping saliva, such as through coughing, kissing, and living in close quarters like dormitories. Uh, giving the risk in group settings, many colleges and universities require students to get uh, meningococcal vaccines before attending. That's right. I, that's what I've guy, heard. It. This guy had only gotten one. One. Uh, you're supposed to get a booster, I yeah. think, and he didn't get that. So I think he only got one vaccine. Uh, so uh, there has never been a documented case of this spreading via food. Okay. And so experts have come out and said, look, they, they need to look more deeply into this. It was probably reported too quickly. Uh, and they said there's absolutely no history in the medical literature of this kind of bacteria being transmitted by food. Look at how often that was reported that way, though, as sort of definitive information. And that's, uh, that shows you you got to let things breathe every now and then. Yeah, said so Dr. Duncan, one of the experts here, said uh, speculated the patient could have had two problems. A teenager could have been sickened briefly by the leftovers and the N meningitis infection, but ultimately the serious condition that led to his amputation actually turned out to be unrelated to the food. The way his body just started shutting down. Yes. Uh, do you ever watch the show Botched, which is these two I, plastic I've, I've surgeons? I've seen a little bit of it here and there. It's but... not for, it's it's very visceral and they'll show the surgeries. They'll, they'll blur them a little bit. They had this woman, I was thinking of you, Kathy, I, I was trying to determine whether she got a Botox shot or a silicone, uh, silicone shot to sort of, um, you know, even out her face. Uh, it effed her up like you cannot believe. And they had like op- there was like an open, you could see the cheek and muscle <gasps> under her eye was drew. And they, I mean, surgery after surgery, they finally started to fix it. But I mean, you gotta watch that stuff. Why were yeah. you thinking of me? Because I have the Botox. Face. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not the perfect uh, face. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you could use a little work. Oh I think my God. What the? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that's, but that's the thing. It's like it happens to one in how many women? Like, yes. like the majority of the people that we, we encounter, they probably have Botox or some sort of filler. But like me, that's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna have an open cheekbone. I think something went wrong. All right, let's go to another stream of consciousness, or nerve. Uh, this is no surprise, but a Texas-based doomsday bunker company has seen a huge spike in sales right. since Russia declared war and invaded uh, Ukraine. I've uh, always wanted, uh, like, a bomb shelter or a it bunker. Would be- Great, be whether great. you needed it or not. No. Just a, you know, a man cave, a hovel, a place to go to. Haven't you always envied the people who buy houses that have those from like the 50s? That, oh, yeah. I mean, you know. I would love being... to explore one of those. Yeah. Um, so, and, and especially, Steve, the silos, the missile silo. silos. Give cool me a missile silo. So, the owner of Rising S Bunkers, which sells survival shelters ranging from $40,000 mini bunker to an $8.35 million aristocrat bunker that fit up to 44 people, said sales have increased astronomically over the last few days. Have you seen our Archie bunkers? Uh, General (laughs) Manager Gary Lynch said that the demand is up 1,000% since last Thursday. (laughs) Of course. He said, typically, I'll sell between two and six shelters a month, and usually winter is a quiet time for us. Lynch sold five units alone last Thursday, uh, the first day of the invasion, and has resorted to buying more supplies from hardware stores, uh, to keep up with the rapidly increasing demand. Uh, the Texas-based company has received inquiries from all over the world, including Italy, the United Kingdom, Denmark, Japan, and Canada, as well as all over the United States. Uh, Lynch also said the most that most of the interest in doomsday bunkers are coming from customers who are afraid that Russia will expand its invasion to other countries outside of Ukraine uh, that could prompt 
another world war. Uh, Lynch said that uh, the fears are justified, saying, uh, just look at what's going on. Putin is uh, threatening nuclear war, saying that it would be something the world has never seen. Uh, This isn't the first time that the company has seen an increase in demand uh, for their all-steel underground bunkers, uh, storm rooms, and bomb shelters as the threat of nuclear wars increased in the pa- in previous years. I'm assuming that not much of a sales pitch is involved when you started to look for a bunker. Uh, you're pretty much, that's where you're thinking. But Lynch said that the, the Ukraine situation is unprecedented and fears are high. If you're in this business, if you own this, you love when stuff like this Oh, my happens. God. This is when you, you hope for, for unrest. If you're trying to make a buck out of this. Because it's part of the sales pitch. Oh, you know that, Putin. Totally. Now, yeah. what's it going to take to put you in a bunker? So the, the the company's bunkers are buried 11 feet under the ground and can be outfitted with uh, grow rooms for food, fitness centers, elevators, swimming pools, sauna theaters, firing ranges, bowling alleys, laundry rooms, and more. They were showing, uh, I saw an article yesterday about what these uh, theaters, uh, jacuzzis, pools, uh, LED screens that look like windows, um, special lighting, all that stuff. They're elaborate. Dude, uh, could you imagine having a uh, a bunker and it was just a bowling alley underground? It'd be so like cool. just one lane, one bowling alley, and that's it. <laughs> you know, the, the White House has a bowling alley in the basement. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love bowling alleys. I wonder if they have one in their bunker. <sighs> okay, how long is a bowling alley? Uh, it's about 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, by the way, so the only bunker that I've ever been in is a gigantic one. And it was at the uh, the Greenbrier, right? Oh, uh, that's right. In Virginia, in West Virginia, I was think it the whole right. Senate supposed to go down in there? Yeah, yeah. So the uh, the Congress yeah. uh, and and Senate, I believe, it were the House of Representatives. It was in World War II when they built it, and it was a, usually a, a a a big attack was kind of telegraphed, and you had more time, yes, as opposed to a missile coming and kiss your ass goodbye. Right, you had time to get to this bunker and all the uh, the underground uh, living facilities they had there. It's pretty impressive, and. They had to keep it hidden from the public. It was quiet the way they built it, and they had people signing non-disclosure agreements and all this stuff. So the walls and the ways to get into the bunker are facades. They look like walls. It's to pretty the, amazing. Yeah, it's, it's pretty an incredible. amazing story. Yeah. I think now with the speed of the ultra-high-velocity missiles and so on and so forth, they should start marketing personal bunkers. Personal bunkers? That you can carry with you. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. yeah, yeah. I didn't know. Like uh, portable. Portable bunkers. bunkers. Yeah. Wow. Uh, customers have ranged from professional athletes to celebrities to politicians to tech companies. So it's all the rage right now. Do they make space for the cast of What's Happening? I why wouldn't they? You know, <laughs> absolutely. Well, I mean, it's reruns a lot gone. Of them aren't alive. Yeah, yeah. Who else is gone? Uh, Shirley. Uh, Shirley. 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 Shirley Hample. Yeah, reruns yeah. gone. Yeah, yeah reruns gone. Passed Roger's away. still around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how, about, how about Dwayne? Everybody, Dwayne? everybody yeah. Yeah, overlooks Dwayne. He's around. I wonder if he's still around. But you don't want to build a bunker specifically for one person. <laughs> D is definitely still around. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd let D in my bunker. I always like to choose my favorite on what's happening. So, uh, mom's got, is mom around? Mabel? No, she can't. I got it. I she passed. Around. So she was old. Haywood that Nelson was, is still alive. So Haywood Nelson. That's his name. Oh, my God. D is. Uh, Ernest Thomas, we talked about him not that long ago. Yeah, Mama Casey, that's Mabel King, and uh, she passed away in 1999. Sadly. Nick, do me a favor. See what the last thing that uh, that Haywood Nelson was in, and if he still acts, because I would love to talk to him sometime. Uh... He was in uh, X. Not really. He, he was, was in, in Dickie Roberts' former child oh. star. Yeah, <gasps> get out of here. But before that, it was Dragnet in 1990, the TV series. Wow. Okay. All right. Anyway. Um, Bunkers. Stream of consciousness. (laughs) We're we're done with with bunkers. Uh, So, Jack Sweeney 
The teenager <laughs> who made headlines tracking Elon Musk's private plane launched another Twitter account that tracks planes of Russian oligarchs amid the ongoing conflict between Russia and Ukraine. Uh, Sweeney told Bloomberg that he created Russian oligarch jets, or RU oligarch jets. That's the account, yeah. if you want to check it out. After receiving requests as the U.S. and the Allies are uh, sweeping up the sanctions on Moscow and its elite. So, Russian oligarch jets has tracked the helicopters, private jets, and commercial-sized airplanes of prominent Russians, including Chelsea football club owner uh, Roman Abramovich. Uh, the nation's wealthiest person, by the way. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Did he say he's selling the team or something? I, 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 I heard something that. yesterday, yeah. and I don't know uh, the legitimacy of it, but that he was going to sell and then uh, contribute a lot of the funds to the Ukrainians. Uh, and and this, so this is a Russian billionaire speaking, and I don't know how much I trust Russian billionaires. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know how much of the story is legit or I not. I just saw a headline, so okay. I, yeah. I don't really know. It's funny because my friend, uh, when I was trying to choose a, 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 a Premier League team to, to root for, I was going to go Chelsea because a kid from Hershey plays for Chelsea. All right. My friend was like, no, 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 no. Dodgy owner. You don't want any part of it. I was like, He was oh, warning you ahead of time. Right. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Sweeney, by the way, this teenager, uh, said the aircrafts these oligarchs have, absol- are, have are absolutely crazy. He said Russia's wealthy love to fly in commercial-sized aircraft, yeah. such as the Airbus A319 and Boeing 737. He said their planes are huge compared to other jets. Uh, reports emerged last month that uh, Musk had offered Sweeney $5,000 to shut down the Twitter account that tracks his private flights. Uh, he ended up uh, trying to get fifty grand out of uh, Musk, and he bailed on that whole thing. Uh, but, um, by the way, uh, Sweeney also runs 15 flight tracking accounts using a bot that he created that automatically posts when a celebrity's flight leaves or lands at an airport. What other celebrities is he uh, is You he know following? what? I, d- I don't know, yeah. Steve. I'm not sure who Anybody all. from uh, What's Happening? He follows. <laughs> well, why wouldn't he? Yeah. Heywood Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, let me see what else. All right. This is... Uh, I had mentioned something about this a little while back, but another state is trying to make this illegal. Uh, so uh, a bill in South Carolina... Uh, is trying to make it illegal to significantly raise the front end of a truck or other vehicle while lowering the back end. It has passed the South Carolina Senate. By the way, it's called the Carolina Squat. Is that... It's the weirdest looking thing. We talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a thing, I guess, there. I've never seen it in person. So it's a a truck, usually a truck, where they they jack the front end way up. It looks like it's right. It's almost doing a wheelie. Uh, so for we whatever, talked about it, it's, it's, it's so dumb. Yeah. However, they they use this the, the suspension of the linkage in there to to boost <laughs> the front up. Yeah. Looks, you can't see. How can you see? That's, that's one that's of the, the issues. Reason. You that's can't see. Yes. Uh, so the bill bans uh, having the front fender of a truck four inches or more above the rear fender. North Carolina passed a law to ban the modification last September. Uh, supporters of the bill say that the changes are. Dangerous because with the front end raised and pointing up, it prevents a driver from seeing pedestrians or smaller cars in front of them, and a bill now heads to the house. Well, there's so. there's literally, like we're looking at a, at a vehicle here, it, it's, a, uh, it's a pickup truck, uh, there's no way... You could keep your eye on the road yeah, in front no of way. you for a good distance. No way at all. Also, do you, you know, when you see the, the, the big pickup trucks yeah. jacked way up high, yeah. I personally, I'm always thinking like, dude, come on. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> really? Well, especially when they're like parked in Maniunk. Yeah. So I was uh, I was driving uh, my daughter. She's uh, she's 16. She has a permit, and so I, I took her out on the road. We left our neighborhood uh, last week. We we're driving, and we were at a stop sign, and we needed to make a right, and it was a three way stop sign, and she had the right of way by a whole bunch of right, like you know, tens and tens of, of you know yards, and this car, this giant truck was coming up. And I was like, just wait here. You know, and we ended up waiting. <laughs> you can like, see it coming, right? I could see it coming. I'm like, I don't want this car behind you. Okay. You know? And yeah. I, I don't know, you know, it's probably presumptuous of me to, you know, who's behind the wheel, but I was like, just based on what this truck looks like, uh my wife calls them murder trucks. Um I do that. Yeah. I, I'll judge yeah. because I because more often than not, I will see someone in something like that driving like a dick. Yeah. You know, and, I mean it's, it's really loud and and you know, some interesting things uh, stuck to the vehicle. And... and she's already nervous enough as a driver. And I'm like, I don't want this guy on, on your ass. Because, you know, there's no indication that we have a student driver in the car. And usually if you see student driver, you might, you know, even myself, like, might. You know, cut him some slack. Yeah. 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 Pulls to the side and race them. Yeah. That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go? Yeah. Uh, it's go time. All right. Anyhow, the Carolina squad. Thankfully, that hasn't shown up around here. All right. Well, what else we got, we got people? Step right up. Stream of consciousness there over here. Uh, Kathy actually sent me this story this morning, (laughs) and it's about space. Space? I can't believe it. The moon is about to take a big hit. Experts say that about three tons of space junk will hit the moon uh, tomorrow. Uh, at about <laughs> at about fifty eight hundred miles per hour. Yeah, the uh, the report on this is pretty wild because the one thing that they left out of it is what you just provided, which is the the weight of the space junk. Um, so I guess that's pretty formidable. Yes, yeah, it could take weeks or even months to confirm the impact through satellite images. The experts believe that it's been uh, tumbling through space since China launched it. Uh, nearly a decade ago. How will this impact the moon gorilla population? Uh, they're okay. They, okay. they go into their caves. They go into the craters? Yeah, so, uh, but Chinese officials say that they doubt it's theirs, regardless of where it came from, the experts. Think, Not ours. Uh, the experts expect the junk to make a hole 33 to 66 feet across the moon and send moon dust flying hundreds of miles across the surface. So the question is, how how did this uh, junk end up on a trajectory to yeah. the moon? Yeah, I don't know. That's a really good question. Are we question. firing our garbage into space now? You know what? There's another interesting moon story. It's it's buried in my in my stuff here, and I'm going to have a hard time. Are you the stuffer now? <laughs> no. I'm While you a- look for that, Steve, there's um there's this really cool time-lapse video that I saw of the uh, two moons uh, that were um, orbiting Jupiter? S- Jupiter. Jupiter. Okay. Which one has a giant eye? Jupiter. 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 It was so cool. Yeah. I mean, it's really, really if cool If you can find stuff. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, here we go. So, uh, can I Google that? China discovered semi-transparent glass balls on the surface of the moon. Uh, and they're they're round. They're, they're like, you look at that and go, oh, my God. Do you think there are fortune tellers living up there? What the hell is this? Uh, they're thought to be the result of an ancient asteroid impact, or wow. several of them. So the glass balls were spotted by China's uh, U-22 lunar rover, which landed on the far side of the moon in January 2019 as part of their Ching-4 mission. Is that the Chinese U-2 cover band? That is U-2-2. The rover has since traveled more than 1,000 meters on the moon's surface, stirring up dirt and learning about the terrain and a uh, subsurface structure. Oh, man. Uh, The rover was exploring the South Pole Aitken uh, Basin region of the moon when it came across two 
translucent glass globules. That is how they described that. How much would that be worth? Two translucent glass globules. Globules. Uh, the team did not obtain any data that uh, allowed them to work out what they were made of, but the location in which they were found suggested the balls are most likely glass. It was resulted from a past asteroid impact. The energy released from the impact would have been enough to turn uh, nearby rock and soil into liquid, yeah. which eventually cooled to form the ball. We're looking at pictures of them. How big do they estimate they are, Preston? Uh, that, let me see if this story says. Are they pearl size or softball or beach ball? Uh, the balls discovered in this latter category measuring 1.5 to 2.5 centimeters across. So they're like... Like uh, moon pearls. They're very tiny, yes. Um, so That's part of the moon gorilla's diet. Researchers <laughs> know that uh, glass exists on the lunar surface. The November study described it as ubiquitous in the moon's surface material as a result of volcanism and hypervelocity impacts. Impact glass spheres tend to have uh, rotational shapes and are characterized by smooth surfaces. Mostly they are less than a millimeter in size, though some are significantly larger with dia- uh, diameters of multiple centimeters and are deemed to be macro size. Imagine like jewelry called from this oh, stuff sold man. back on Earth. Totally. It's just a matter of time. And and also yeah. imagine what like that, Argentium comes from Saturn. <laughs> and also think about like uh alien conspiracy people huh. seeing this and thinking that, you know, it's their droppings or yes. something like that. What's that stuff called Onoptavium? Tanium? Onoptavium. It's on Pandora. Yeah. All right. Uh let's see what else. Not gonna get him. Oh, man, I had a bunch of space stuff here. Oh. No, I don't. Not, no. not a bunch, but just... Hang on, turn that down. All right, thank you. <laughs> I have a lot of things here. All right, how about this one? Um, a parenting coach on TikTok, and I'm sure uh, Kathy will, will weigh in on this, <laughs> uh, has some advice for parents. Uh, Ty uh, Slingham, who posts under uh, the parenting coach, recently shared that parents should consider replacing if with when... When trying to get their child to do something. For example, instead of saying, if you don't get ready for bed, no books. You should say, when you're ready for bed, then we will do books. Okay. I, I, don't, I, mi- I don't mind that. Okay. I, I actually, you would have to, it'd have to be a conscious effort to say that. But yes. I think that's a good idea. Actually, it sounds right, doesn't yeah. it? I was thinking of that too. You're, uh, so you're more making it a uh, an eventuality as opposed yes. to it might happen. They will get it done. Because right. you know? I will beat you like a <laughs> leather strap. Yeah. yeah, I could give parenting advice too. If you don't brush your teeth, you're never playing video games again. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. That, that goes over well. Yeah, that's, that will disappear. I will yeah. throw it away right now. Oh, in front my, of you. That's my line. I'll throw it in the trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Slyman explains that using if statements invites uh, power struggles and arguments while using when statements do not. That just makes sense. That's pretty smart. You have no option. Yeah. Succumb. I I actually just read something um, that said that sort of, and it's things that you know, it's just sometimes you need to be reminded. Is it the Borg Guide to Parenting? No, like (laughs) when your child is speaking to you and they're telling you something, um, you know, even if it's like, you know, something you already know or, you know, whatever it is, they're, they're making an observation is that you should, when they're finished, instead of being like, oh, yeah, I know, or whatever, you should, you know, give them some, you know, just say, yes, that that, that is a really interesting thought or that, like, you know, to kind of encourage them to keep um, being... Say, cr- explain that again, I'm sorry. So, like, if your child's explaining something to you, so if, if it's, like, with Jace, he always tells me about 
video games and what happens in the video games and how they're created. He's really interested in yeah. how how to create a video game. I don't know what he's talking about, yeah. right? You right. know. So, but instead of just like where my response would be like, oh, okay, you know, what this person was saying was um, encourage them to keep talking about it. If it's something that they're interested in, you could say that's actually, you know, that's a really interesting thought on how you think that game was created or how they, you know, in other words, don't don't treat them as the, the definitive information. Not not them, but like for yourself, if it's something that I'm not interested. Oh. Into to, that, I you know I should listen to him what in what he's saying and and say yeah that is really you know creative and the fact that you came up with that um, you know was was really good and that you should you know just talk to them about it. What if you were to build them? For their time, for your time, it's like like a way a lawyer would, like, like a consult, right? <laughs> no, only, but instead only of dis- charge them in like treats and things <laughs> right. like that. Yeah. But instead of dismissing it, because I'm not, I don't know about video games, you know. To, to th- yeah, trust me, I know. Yeah, you I'm, know, because I've gotten to the, the the point of what are you talking about? Right. I, that, listen, yes. I wiped my ass this morning and spent more time with the toilet paper than I want to spend with you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dude, my son goes in these algorithms involving Rubik's Cubes. He's really yeah. good at them. And, uh, and uh, Kathy, uh, same thing. My eyes glaze over. I, I don't know what he's talking about. I know that he can solve them quickly and, and efficiently, but he goes into the depths of it. But that's good advice because... I really don't care that much, uh, except that I'm impressed by it. (laughs) So, yeah, I appreciate that. Right. All right. Uh, Let me see. One more thing, maybe? Yeah, that's it. That's all you got time for, mister. All right, I'm going to mention this. Uh, the PGA Tour told players yesterday that uh, Tiger Woods was a winner of the $8 million prize in the new Player Impact Program that rewards those who generate the most positive interest in golf. This is stupid. Eight million dollars for generating eight million dollars for essentially being popular. Enough. That's eight <laughs> an award for being an dollars. award for getting an award for being. Uh, yeah, that's you know I have a big problem with like the the ESPYS. It's like, isn't your award when you get your trophy at the yeah. when you have achieved yeah, what you've already achieved? Yes. Yeah. So Woods beat out Phil Mickelson. He got six million dollars. Uh, and of course, he's, these guys are killing. You know, they're they're, they're hurting for money. Uh, the winner is measured. Listen, to this based on five metrics: internet searches, unique news articles that include the player's name, TV sponsor exposure, which which they make money from, mm-hmm. uh, awareness, and social media engagement. And there's the core of it, right? Social there. media. That's it. Yeah. They want they want all these players. To get more engaged in social media, uh-huh. and and they're, and they're offering up eight million dollars. <sighs> Screw that! How many millions do you get for your Instagram posts? It's just like two. Yeah, yeah. it's it. It's crazy. You know, these guys are going to eight. Are you kidding me? I was demonstrating my new butt kit last night. <laughs> uh, Woods, by the way, hasn't played a PGA Tour event since the Masters of November 2020, and he got eight million dollars. Eight million dollars. Not playing golf. Not playing the sport. And he gets, I, I just, well, I good. do not agree. Yeah. And there are a lot of people within that industry that look at this as a stupid thing as well. I just yeah, thought it well, was dumb. I think you nailed it. They're looking to uh, to uh, really encourage yep. the players to have a better social media in, uh, footprint, I should say. Dude, I would, listen, I, they should uh, do what you want to with yeah. your own money. But I would hand that $8 million right over to some charity, like yeah. immediately, and go, I didn't earn this. Mm. Give it to someone who can use it. The you know Tiger I mean? Woods Perkins Foundation <laughs> for homeless Perkins waitresses. Yeah. All right, that's all of the stream of consciousness that I have for now.
now to share. I like the stream of consciousness, nerd. And uh, we'll do it again another time, friend. Uh, let's take a break. Come back in a second, and we will get to the bizarre file. Stay with us. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's artist is Judah Kim. Judah Kim, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, Philly. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by King Shooters Indoor Range. Now open Sundays, 12 noon to 6 p.m. in their full-service gun store. You can buy, sell, trade all sorts of accessories in addition to an indoor range. With classes and training, King Shooters, King of Prussia. I'm going to start with a story that Kathy actually mentioned in the news earlier. A JetBlue pilot was removed from the cockpit of a plane in Buffalo, New York, on suspicion that he was intoxicated. The pilot had been identified as 52-year-old James Clifton of Orlando. And according to the Niagara Frontier Transportation Authority, uh, Clifton was passing through security on Wednesday when a TSA officer noticed that the pilot may be impaired. Police were notified Clifton was removed from the cockpit. The pilot was reportedly given a breathalyzer test and registered a blood alcohol content of 017 and according to the FAA, pilots should not be flying with a BAC of over .04. Let's have a little drinky poo. And .17, that's that's good and buzzed. Yeah. That's yeah, good is. and buzzed. He's flying a plane. Uh, Clifton was taken into custody but released to JetBlue security. He could still face federal charges. Preston, he drove to the airport to drive the plane. Yeah. Uh, the, no, he took an Uber. He and, took an Uber. Oh, there we go. They, they so he's responsible. They were supposed to be on a yeah. shuttle, and he took an Uber. Oh, uh-huh, there you go. Ubered the plane. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Think of that. Hey, could you fly? <laughs> the flight was delayed four hours and ten minutes. Uh, uh, so people had a bit of an. I'm injury. good now. An Altoona man is facing charges after he allegedly was forced to call nine one one on himself. When he tried to steal a truck from a car wash on the night of February 18th, Altoona police said that Jason Almeida tried to steal a uh, hard body pickup truck and was restrained by the victim. Police said the victim heard the car start, ran to the passenger door, pulled Almeida out before restraining him and then forcing him to call 911 on himself. I think that's pretty awesome. <laughs> After, investi- after interviewing the victim, police said that Almeida allegedly took a spare key out of the gas can. Say uncle. Uh, Almeida faces felony charges of the theft and receiving stolen property. Can you have hit the uh, you am them again? You am them. <laughs> <laughs> I am them. I love that. Yeah, I am them. You am them. You am them. Uh, so this sounds a little terrifying. Locals in the village of Staverton in, in England reported seeing a six foot goat man in the early hours of Sunday morning, the twentieth. Well, first off, you're in Staverton. 
Uh, that and is then cr- you see a goat man. No, Staverton with a oh, B. Oh, I thought it was with a B. Uh, the witness says that they saw the creature briefly illuminated by car lights, but a second later, it was gone. Mm-hmm. We had to bring all our garbage inside. Uh, the person posted about their sighting, uh, writing in part, it was about the height of a person, maybe six foot or over, but had short, powerful legs and hips, which seemed to move in a circular, fluid fashion. It's a goat man, all right. It was not a deer because it stood on two legs. This was in the Midlands, and the area is traditionally rolling fields and woodland. Uh, People replied to the post saying that it may have been a wallaby, as there have been numerous sightings of the animals in the area. Six-foot wallaby would still be cause for concern. That's a good-sized one, yeah, Yeah. for sure. Goat man. Uh, Here's a story out of Wisconsin. A man was arrested after allegedly stealing a piece of heavy machinery and leading police on a chase through two communities. Just before 8 a.m., police were notified... Uh, someone had stolen a skid steer <laughs> heading toward the... That's like a forklift, right? Yeah. Uh, t- towards the town. like pallets. Uh, the skid steer came into the uh, town, uh, then went north on the railroad tracks. The skid steer continued on the railroad tracks and then turned into a field behind homes. Police were able to safely approach the vehicle, get the driver out and arrest him. The 37-year-old man uh, was turned over to the police and a recommended charge of criminal damage to property. Uh, police identify the man as Tyler Peschke. He was arrested on charge of operating a motor vehicle without owner's consent and operating while intoxicated, as one might imagine. So this one had, like, tank treads on it, and, uh, uh, Preston, but we had one oh, uh, that wow. was, like, a forklift, I remember, for one of the campouts that had these huge sort of, like, off-wheel tires. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, we're looking at this one right here. You're right, it has treads, so it's uh, it's for going in the snow. That's pretty awesome. That is amazing. <laughs> I might have to steal one of those, too, if I yeah. saw that sitting around. Uh, when Chicago police on February 1st pulled over a Lexus belonging to Yolanda Talley, their new chief of internal affairs, Talley wasn't in the vehicle. Uh, but their, But her niece was, along with a male passenger who tried to ditch 84 packets of heroin. Uh, what's more, Talley's niece, or Yolanda's niece, I should say, Yolanda. Uh, who was behind the wheel, told cops, my auntie's probably your boss when she was getting pulled over. Wow. Uh, the traffic occurred. Uh, the traffic stop occurred. It's a long after, time to play that card. After officers, right? Exactly. Yeah. Officers in a gang investigations unit targeted drug sales spotted a man in a black mask. Guess who your boss is? Picking up right a, a bag near a black SUV and entering the passenger side of the four door silver Lexus. The paper said in a previous story. Oh, I'm sorry, so. I didn't know. Here's your heroin back. Right? Yeah. <laughs> What's she expecting? Yeah. Uh, a playful dog has become an internet sensation after chasing a Google Maps car. <laughs> the dog was caught on camera running down the street after the unusual vehicle in Japan. The video shows the dog jumping into the road and then chasing the car with its tongue hanging out and following the car to a dead end uh, before giving up the chase. So I would great. imagine it'll end up in the Google Map pictures, right? Do you, yeah, you know, we've had stories about... Have you ever seen the car come by your house? I, I've I seen have. a camera car. Yeah, yeah. Not by my house, but I've seen him out on the road before. I, I saw one directly come by my house. I... I Kept a mental, um, you know, reminder of what everything was like. Oh, okay, and it, it was that. It no was very kid. cool. Yeah, I That's was awesome. in a car behind one, so I wasn't sure if it was. Yeah, like going while they were sitting at, at the yeah at the red yeah. light. Uh, the dog went viral after being spotted by those online who called it the cutest thing on Google Maps. Uh-huh. Which, by the way, if you, if you uh, like, I will look at our house, you know, and neighborhood from the overview. And from time to time, it's actually it's only happened once. They they've changed it up. Oh, yes. like they, like yeah. they they re they redo those. And I'm wondering how often because we were having some some construction done, 
the first time I saw it, and then now that's gone. It's, yeah. it's as our yard is now. Well, also, you can look at your house from one vantage point, and so, like, down the shore, uh, my, oh, yeah. my neighbor, uh, he, had, he knocked the house down and built a new one, and so it, when you're looking at it from one vantage point, it's the old house, and then when you kind of, like, flip around and, and look at it from a different point of view, it's the new oh, house. that's yeah. interesting. Right. Mm-hmm. right. All right, you know what? And we will wrap there. That is the end of the Bizarre File for now, my friend. Uh, Casey looks like he's giving me something to give away. What's it going to be? You t- oh, yes. I'll pick that's that. I wanted you to have. Ooh, okay. I have uh, The Green Mile starring Tom Hanks. Is that just out again? On digital. And we'll take callers number, uh, let's just do one. We'll take caller number 16 at 215-263-WMMR. Uh, it's out on 4K Ultra HD and digital now. So, Steve, I guess it's just appeared on that in that format now. Oh, okay. What a great movie. What an outstanding movie. Well, all right. Great book series, too. In that, those two are two of the greatest prison, Shawshank and Green Mile. Yes. Two of the greatest prison movies ever made. I would agree with you. Mm, uh, so call, crazy is good, too. Caller number 16. Yes, that's good. <laughs> uh, the Green Mile. We will set you up with that on digital. We'll come back in a second. Lesson, question, and some music news. Uh, uh, a musician has net broken. I'm going to tell you a little bit about that when we return. Stay put. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 17 minutes after 10 o'clock on our pre-Friday. So Thursday is another word for it. Don't you like pre-Friday? <laughs> I like pre-Friday. I like pre-Friday a lot. Um, so, let's see. We have a lesson question today. The prize we're going to give away is a pair of tickets to see Waitress, March 29th, Kimmel Cultural Campus. So, let's see if you have been listening out through the uh, course of the morning. All right, I need to ask this. When he was once in a haunted house, why did listener Frank get scared? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. If you know the answer, you need to give us a call now because we've got a prize over here for you. When he was once at a haunted house, why did listener Frank get scared? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, and our sponsor for trash this morning is Rita's Water Ice. And the wait is over. Rita's is now open and serving up all of your favorite frozen treats. You can stop by for some happiness with a delicious Italian ice or creamy frozen custard. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, L.A. police arrested a stalker from the U.K. He flew to California and ended up on the front porch of Cindy Crawford's home. The man claimed he and Crawford have a child together, but then admitted that he's from the future. Oh, oh my God. Approximately a million people watched an Instagram live stream of soccer superstar Cristiano Ronaldo showering in his underwear. A million people. To put that into perspective, only three people watched the stream of extremely overrated pro golfer Guy Burroughs moisturizing his stretch marks. (laughs) And finally, Hulk Hogan shocking his fans by announcing he has divorced his second wife, Jennifer McDaniel, and is dating a yoga instructor named Sky Daly. Hulk says Daly can do moves he can't even do, like tying her shoes. All right, we shall see if you know the answer. Uh, when he was once at a haunted house, why did Lister Frank get scared? 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to Ryan, see if he knows. Hey, Ryan. Good 
<laughs> well done. All right. When he was once at a haunted house, why did listener Frank get scared? Because Dracula. Because Dracula. Yeah. And it needed to be said that way. Yes. Thank you, Ryan. We are going to give you some tickets to see Waitress on March 29th. That will be at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. And you can get tickets for all show dates March 29th through April 3rd at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah. All right. We will begin with news about Marilyn Manson. He is actually... Sued his ex fiance Evan Rachel Wood, over her abuse allegations. According to Deadline, the suit claims that Wood's rape and abuse allegations are, quote, a malicious falsehood that has derailed Manson's music, TV, and film career. They also accused Wood of defamation and impersonation of an FBI agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the complaint... I do a good Cagney. Which was uh, filed Wednesday morning, Los Angeles Superior Court read, The action arises from the wrongful and illegal acts done in furtherance of a conspiracy by defendant Evan Rachel Wood on her on-again, off-again romantic partner, defendant Ashley Gore, a.k.a. Ilma Gore, to, public- to publicly cast plaintiff Brian Warner, a.k.a. Marilyn Manson, as a rapist and abuser, a malicious falsehood that has derailed Warner's successful music, TV, and film career. The suit which is seeking a jury trial, goes on to make some accusations against Wood and Gore, alleging that the duo hacked into the singer's computers and social media, as well as created a fictitious email account to manufacture purported evidence that Warner was emailing illicit pornography. The suit continued saying it's incredibly important to differentiate between the character of Marilyn Manson and the man, Brian Warner. Wood's claims may resonate because of the intentionally shocking character of Marilyn Manson, but they simply do not reflect the truth. The manufactured facts these conspirators scripted a decade after the event never happened. Manson later posted a message on Instagram saying there will be there will come a time when I can share more about the events of the past year. Until then, I'm going to let the facts speak for themselves. Uh, he advised viewers to click the link in his Instagram bio, which directs him to a PDF of the lawsuit. Manson is asking for unspecified damages. Mm. Shinedown has set a new record for the most mainstream rock airplay one number one hits, according to Billboard. Damn! The feat comes just weeks after three-day grace tied Shinedown for the most number ones on that chart. Shinedown regains their lead. As the song Planet Zero leaps to the top of the chart dated March 5th. Uh, Planet Zero is also the band's seventh consecutive number one hit, tying Shinedown with Disturbed for the most chart toppers in a row. Shinedown won our MM March Madness last year, was it? I believe so. Okay, so uh, just uh, want to let everybody know that uh, we're having it again this year, and the draft is next week. No, right? Oh, and you're running it, right? Well, I'm just going to kind of host it. Okay. You guys are the ones that are you know doing the drafting. All right. So Looking forward to it. I had a lot of fun with that. I know, yes. but yeah, whoever gets that first pick, I don't know. Do you take Shinedown? <sighs> I mean, in this Maybe area? Not. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they, could, they could take it all. It's yeah. a good one case. Uh, Dave Grohl gave Billie Eilish high praise when he was asked if he thought that rock was still relevant. Grohl acknowledged that relevance can be tricky to define, but thinks that there's a lot of great music out there. He said, they might not be as popular as Nicki Minaj, but honestly, he said, when I see effing Billie Eilish, that's rock and roll to me. She started a revolution and took over the world. Uh, The interview was published this week in Independent, so that was a pretty cool thing for Dave to say about her. 
Red Hot Chili Peppers released their 1999 album, uh, Californication, to an adoring public ready to welcome them back into their arms. It had been a few years since the Dave Navarro record, and the Peppers were anxious to get back to their funky California roots. Californication, that got them there, was a smash, and it offered several innovative music videos to boot. And one of them in particular, directed by Little Miss Sunshine duo Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Ferris, is the Californication video. Looks more like several PS2 video games crammed into one. I don't remember this one. Uh, yeah, if, if you saw it, I think you would, Steve. It, it looks exactly like you're playing a video game. So there's a little SSX, there's a little Gran Turismo, and of course... Uh, there's a little Grand Theft Auto, it looks like, as well. But if you saw the video in 1999, all you wanted to do was play the game. Well, earlier this week, developer Mikel Campus Orteza released the holy grail of 90s funk rock faux video games, a playable version of the Californication music video. That's pretty cool. Uh, it's available for Mac or PC. Uh, the game lets you play as one of the four peppers and choose from seven levels from the video. Each stage has the same basic controls. Jump, move forward, and left to right. Uh, the players must collect the uh, Chili Peppers Stars of Affinity, which are those little red asterisks, uh, by avoiding farmers, snowboarding down a mountain, or driving across the Golden Gate Bridge. The graphics are kind of choppy. Uh, the game isn't very quick, but it's indicative of the time. Did you ever uh, play any? Did you play any of the uh, like the Tony Hawk games? Or yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I love those. Yeah, they were fun. They were fun. I didn't, you know, dive real deep into them, but yeah, I did enjoy uh, games that were. What like was that. the um, the snowboarding one? The skiing one. It was one of the specific. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, it was a half pipe that you right. would go down. Oh man, I don't remember. It was good. It was fun. Yeah, I forgot. Right. Uh, how about this, man? This is pretty wild. SSX. SSX? Yeah. All right, that's the one I mentioned at right. the top, and I didn't know that was the name of that. Okay. Uh, Randy Newman has postponed a number of dates on his forthcoming coming European tour after breaking his neck. What? what? The musician and satirist made the announcement on Wednesday on his website, reassuring fans that uh, rescheduled dates would be confirmed as soon as possible. I broke my neck. <laughs> uh, continuing, uh, commenting on his injury, Newman wrote, Recently, I noticed I was shrinking. He said, people over whom I had towered now towered over me. Could He's this, the guy who wrote Short People. He said, could this be payback for having written the song Short People? <laughs> Turns out, he said, my neck is broken. Uh, they operated on me successfully, I think. God, have you ever heard of that? that I, I, is that? Does that happen fairly often where someone, know. yeah. He said, for even now, I look less like an anteater and more like a folk rock artist from the early 60s. But the doctor said that I'm not quite ready to tour. Uh, Newman, who is also known for his award-winning work as a film composer, added that he had been really looking forward to coming to Europe to perform. He said, I miss performing a great deal, and I look forward to a time when I can come home, and I'm sorry that I won't see you this time, but I will see you soon. Do you know one of my favorite Randy Newman songs is It Appears at the End of Overboard, the original Overboard. Uh, there's something special about you and me. No. It's I a beautiful song. song when they, they're jumping into the water to swim yeah. to each other. Uh -huh. It's just a beautiful love song. I love L.A. 
makes me smile as soon as I hear the first three chords. It's great. It's, it's, oh, no, no. Every time. Oh, do, 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 do. I love it, too. Automatically, I think of the naked gun. Okay. Okay. Is, yeah. Is, There's a montage scene, yes, right? The, the baseball scene, yeah. Where, uh, oh, Frank, is that what it is? Frank Drebin is the umpire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. And they're showing all of his moves. Yeah, he yeah. gets the dust buster and <laughs> yeah, the whole nine. I love it. Is that the one that the, the Kardashians... Uh, yes, they made a spoof of it ages ago. And you can't find it in yeah, yeah. 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 All right, and then finally, uh, this is interesting. Stevie Nicks. I believe she inspired Prince's 1984 chart topper "When Doves Cry" through her 19 her own 1981 hit single "Edge of 17. Uh, she recently chatted with the New Yorker, and she spoke about coming up with the song's hook line featuring the phrase "White Wing Dove" after being inspired by a menu on an airplane. Uh, she recalled uh, coming from Phoenix to here, and who knew that the white wing dove was this bird in Phoenix or in Arizona? Uh, that made its home in the uh, Sagar- uh, Sagur- saguaro cactus uh, because it was protected in there. I didn't really know anything about doves or pigeons or whatever you want to call them. But they literally said this bird, when it makes a sound, sounds like it's saying, ooh, ooh, ooh. Said ooh, ooh, said ooh. Love that song. Uh, She went on to say, I instantly went into writing that song, which then ended up being about Tom Petty and John Lennon and a bunch of people, which I need to go back and listen to the uh, the lyrics of that song and see where that comes into play. Uh, But she said, think about this. The white winged dove really inspired Prince to write, this is what it sounds like when doves cry. Uh, she went on to talk about writing songwriting inspiration, but that's all she said about the Prince connection. Is she just thinks that it went on to? He might have been inspired. We have an early version of that song, which is um... <laughs> sounds a little different yeah. in, its, in its formative. Had the uh, melody, but not stage. the lyrics. Right. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the heart is there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, keep, keep that playing. Okay. So sh- <laughs> it does work. <laughs> uh, she went on to say uh, about writing inspiration, revealing I don't think that you pick your experiences in heartbreak. Gypsy was about my friend who died, Robin Snyder Anderson, and that was the worst year of my life, you know, but I wrote Gypsy about it and about her. Little bits of her are in a lot of my songs. She added, so you can use the tragedy. Uh, Also, uh, always been in a storm uh, from Tusk, uh, from the song Storms, uh, that I wrote about my best friend who moved in with my boyfriend, Mick Fleetwood, and her husband, had to call and tell me that. Uh, Sarah moved in with Mick, and I just wanted you to know that. And I jetted out the back door and uh, into the mountains and sat up there for three hours contemplating my future because, uh, well, I just lost my best friend and I lost Mick, and I'm in a band with Mick, which means I can't just dump Mick. So she wrote Sarah as well. Uh, she's amazing. I would love to interview her at yeah. some point. She'd be great. She, I think the song that she did for Fast Times called Sleeping Angel... I think that's the only place that song resides, and it's another great Stevie Nicks, you know, ballad. It's not on an album or I anything? I don't think it is. Okay. It's a great song. And there you go. That's the last item in music news for you. Let us take a break and come back in a second. We'll get the letter of the day and wrap up the program when we return. Do you need that letter? We've got a great prize. We want you to win it, so stay with us. We'll be back shortly. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. 
It's fancy. No, it's it's not fancy. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. What better place to spend pre-Friday? Oh, yeah. You can't. You can't find a better pre-Friday spot. <laughs> People just tuning in are going to be like, yeah. what are they talking about? Pre-Friday. By the way, I got a, a, a nice uh, rendition of the uh, I Was Scared Because Dracula uh, t- potential T-shirt. Uh, listener Gary. It's really uh, good. Uh, had made it, and it's got, uh, is that Bella Lugosi? Yes, Bella yeah, Lugosi. <laughs> I love it. You Thank want you. a fun fact about Bella Lugosi when he played Dracula in the Todd Browning original? No, but go ahead. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. What uh, is it? I forgot it now. <laughs> no, he didn't speak a word of English. He was doing what? it phonetically. Are you no, serious? Yep, yep. He didn't speak English. Right. And he, so it would be like someone telling me, you have, this is how you say this in Spanish. Phonetically, he was this. performing, yes. That's how wow. he's performing. Wow. <laughs> there is a, uh, oh, man. I, I, never mind. Okay. <laughs> I I do this thing, and I and listen, I'm aware of it. So I'm aware of it. With uh, pretzels? Oh, I love pretzels. Oh, yes. I do love pretzels, too, but no. <laughs> I do this thing where, like, I turn something that was about you, and I make it about me. <laughs> that's what I'm dying right to know now, so go ahead. Don't worry about it. Uh, there's a Kaleo song that's in all Icelandic, and I sing it. And I have no idea what he's saying. And I just sing whatever. Like Dracula, yeah, like Dracula. Like, like Dracula would do. <laughs> what happened to Kaleo? I miss those guys. We had them in the, studio. Their like... follow-up album wasn't as good as really? their debut. Yeah. That, that first record was really good. And I liked it when we had them in studio. And uh, so I'm glad you brought it up because I like Kaleo. Well, the follow-up was, um, you remember the title? No. Because Dracula. Oh. Dracula. <laughs> They're doing a Dracula musical. All right. You know? Yeah. Van Helsing's Curse. <laughs> That's uh, I Love You, Man? That's I Love You, Man. Yeah, Very okay, good. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Then the vampire came in. No, no. That was getting, getting pretty hot. It's Forgetting Sarah Marshall. You're right. What did, they, what did you say? I said I Love You, Man, but it's... Uh, oh, no, you're right. Forgetting, forgetting Sarah, Sarah Marshall. Sarah Marshall yeah. Thank you. I like this is information you can use. Yeah. Yes. It's getting pretty hot. You're welcome. I love that song. <laughs> when he starts singing that, it is Oh, so my God. <laughs> I, and I love it. And he's like, are you sure you don't want me to sing something else? I could do another song. No, Dracula music off! <laughs> Great. I would like to thank the one and only Mr. Andre Gardner from our sister station WMGK for participating in a contest that you guys wonderfully created, Marissa's idea, uh, to test my Beatles knowledge. And uh, we gave away uh, some tickets to the uh, Philly Pops Rocks event, which is coming up next weekend, uh, the 11th to the 13th. And... um, uh, it's going to be great. I, I love those uh, those events. So uh, Andre, with his extensive Beatles knowledge, came on and helped us out uh, this morning, which is cool. Uh, so, oh, Casey, yeah, uh, Kaleo's coming to town in April. Yep. Yeah, so, it's, and it's a Saturday at the Met, which there is you go. Pretty, pretty great, yeah. Performing Van Helsing's Curse. Right. Uh, That's awesome. His hair's really long now. If you guys remember, he had, like, Chris Isaac type of hair, and now it's, like, all long like Nick. What was that laugh? Uh, uh, it sounded like Elmer Fudd, yeah, didn't yeah. it? It was like your um, Courtney Love laugh. Uh, yes. I love this one of my More favorites. like that. You are correct. Good morning, Pierre. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was like that. <laughs> nice to see you, sir. And you. The master has arrived. The master God is help here. us. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Well, shall we do the letter? Yes. All right, here. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter... N as in North. All right. And we have one more letter to go that will be given to us tomorrow. And we will give this to you, hopefully tomorrow, a $500 Joseph Anthony retreat, spa, and salon gift card. Check out their Heavenly Soft Pack Float Treatment, Luxurious Turkish Bath Experience, or even Botox at their Med Spa. And you can check out their salon while they, where, of course, they specialize in hair extensions, just like Marissa had done there. Three locations, Glen Mills, Springfield, and Center City at the Lowe's Hotel. You can purchase online at josephanthony.com. So we'll give that away tomorrow. It's a wonderful thing. Uh, what's up for today's show, ma'am? Well, we'll have more tickets for the car show, which is fun, coming up uh, this weekend. It opens on Saturday. Uh, and it's Papa Smurf's birthday, so we're going to do a block of uh, Ghost for Tobias. For <laughs> yes. us. Okay, yes. Uh, Papa Joe or Papa John or <laughs> Papa John. Papa John. Papa Smurf or Papa Roach or whatever Papa he's going by this week. Uh, but Papa Forge Papa is... Fresh. Papa Fresh is Ooh. 41 today, so we're going to do a bar. ghost block. Uh, well, at whatever uh, floats your boat, floats your um, gadget. Um, also, uh, we're going to do uh, in honor of the car show some cars songs, oh, songs oh, about nice. cars, and uh, another thematic block will be in store for us. Um, some Philly bands. We had a request for a, a block of local music. So, do songs uh, about cars include songs by the Cars, or is that no? Okay, all right. Um, I was thinking of that, but, you know, um, songs that deal with cars. Got it. There are zillions. Yes. Okay. Uh, so we'll get four or five, um, but uh, we won't get a zillion. No, not uh, a zillion today. No. Uh, maybe a million <clears throat> trillion. We should do A, a to Z and make Z a zillion songs, you know. I yeah, think we'll that's get perfect. That. There we go. Well, the new song by uh, Ashmedamir... <laughs> Which is called Zillion should be in the A to Z. Schmetamir? Is it Schmetamir or Schmetamir? Well, fans just say Mir. Oh, no. okay. uh, <laughs> or the Schmed. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, anyway, that, 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 and that, that's what I've got. That and that's more. what the master has. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I killed myself. Oh, man. Right. Masterful. All Let right. me thank our sponsors. President and Steve Show brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the President and Steve Show. Also brought to you by Acme Markets. You can get your free flu shot or COVID-19 booster at their pharmacy, Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. And also by Rita's. And uh, Rita's Water Ice is now open and serving up all of your favorite frozen treats. Uh, tomorrow on actual Friday, yes, uh, we will have comedian Alonzo Baden on the program. Oh, cool. And we're also going to have a guy who we had a great conversation with a while back. He's uh, the lead singer of the band The Spin Doctors, Chris Barron, yeah. will be joining us because there's uh, this show this weekend at Montage Mountain. Uh, so Chris is a great guy. We'll talk to him tomorrow, and we'll see what else we can get into heading into the weekend. That's it. We're done. Rage on. And have yourself a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bing there. Doo doo be do. Who da da?